It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com. I get the keys where I just come in and you know, the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what Spider-Man number one looks like. I guarantee you, boys will love that shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's only <laughs> comic book radio show and your live weekly show about comic books. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you stick with us. We'll be taking up a notch. You have half of the usual suspects in the building. To my left, he is the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh vulnerable brawler, and resident strong man. He is Moses Magnum. Hello. As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes I call him. <laughs> what? what? Sound effects? Oh my God. The return. <laughs> As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me mayor. Sometimes they call me mister. Uh, sometimes I get to be Moses' sidekick in this entire Fantastic Forum. Sometimes. <laughs> Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, shout out to Jay and Oz, uh, you know, off making the world a better place for you and for me. Who knows? Oz may show up during the course of the show. Well, you never know. Jay is... Uh, off making sure that he can still financially support Fantastic Forum. Yeah, he's trying to retain his spot as the 1%. Exactly. It's like he's out there earning his his J his J millions. Yes. Um also shout out to Von Bizzle. We might hear from him later on today. He's in the house. He's in the building. He better cuz I tagged him on our Instagram post. Indeed. Uh, I didn't mention we're coming to you live from All Game Studio, Long Beach Prime Point One. Don't you know? Don't you know? Uh, yeah. So welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. We're going to bring you reviews of Umbral Number One, as well as Badass Number One. Uh, we're going to talk to you about the latest and greatest in comic book news. Uh, we'll have random discussions as well, I'm sure, and uh, heated debates and friggin' revelations. And I think we'll find out also if 
if Von B is the father or not the father today. All that on this episode of Fantastic Four. Um, but first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you guys, the All Games community for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffries is LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffries Comics. All you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. Jeffries would love nothing better than to send comic books directly to your door. All you have to do is tell them what comic books you would like. Make sure that's a $10 minimum purchase, and they will send comics anywhere in the continental U.S. for the low, low flat fee of $5. So give them a call at 310 310- Five three eight three one nine eight. Also, if single issues aren't your thing, say you're a trade paperback kind of guy, say you're a a graphic novel type of dude, you can do all that as well at Jeffrey's. In fact, if you buy three graphic novels, mention Fantastic Form, you know what's going to happen? You're going to go ahead and get a fourth one for free. For free, I tell you. Right. Exactly. See how excited I didn't do the she is. One. Huh? I didn't do one for the free one. Oh, you didn't do one for the free one? No, nah, she's just excited about the one she found. There, <laughs> there it is. So make sure you give them a call at 310-538-3198. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking. Phone call. Hello? What else do we have here? Hello? Who is it? Oh. It's you calling Jeffrey's Comics. That's what it is. So, yeah, do it now. Do it now. Why not? They're open. You can multitask. Listen to us, and we'll tell you what comics to buy. You'll be like, oh, I want Umbrawl, and maybe Badass, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to be here. I feel I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm doing Fantastic Forum today, which... I'm happy I'm doing Fantastic Forum every Monday, but I'm especially happy that I'm doing Fantastic Forum uh, this Monday. I, I I got the opportunity to talk about the 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 birth, the conception of Fantastic Forum on uh, on last week's episode of Gekin, and so it's like it was cool because I got to go down the memory lane with Scott Rubin. And talk about like fantastic form and the inception of it, and how like I, I basically credited he and you, uh, Moses, yes. with with the creation of fantastic form because I I know initially like like he only gets credit technically. Who who Scott? Yes, I mean I'm I, just kidding. I was like I I'll give him credit only because like it's not like I was the one that was all on board like oh dude. I'm definitely doing a comic book podcast. I'm definitely doing a comic book radio show. I wasn't that guy. Yeah. I would I would like to say I was that guy, but I'd be lying to you. It's like Scott was the one saying, "Dude, you love this stuff so much. You sh- you need to be doing." It. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I was trying to load it. I understand. It happens. But he was the one saying, "You need to do a show like this." And I kind of looked at him like, uh, I don't know. And then Moses luckily was there. And Moses said, we're doing that. Moses said that. And he was like, we're doing that. And Scott's like, yeah, you guys should do it. And I was kind of like, 
<laughs> well, we needed a DC guy, and he was playing. Was it Justice League? That video game, Justice League Heroes. Heroes. Yeah, yeah I remember that one. We're like, hey, come on. You That's got a actually Batman belt buckle. You know who was the uh, EP on that? Who? The executive producer of that game, mm-hmm. Jace Hall. The 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 Good owner friend. of. Uh, Leet Lounge? Oh yeah. Yeah. Lee yeah, Jace Jace Hall was the, the executive producer of that game. That's when I first met him and like, you know, like became aware of this guy. Uh not only does he like look like a superhero, because he's friggin' tall and friggin' <laughs> built and he seemed like he had a genuine, like a genuine kind of uh uh passion for those heroes, because I like we interviewed him about Justice League heroes or whatnot, but um, it was one of those things where, where he was like a person of color in the video game industry, which back then was exceedingly rare. Still, he, this, what color might that be? Uh, beige. He's beige, a beige American, Be- beigeorin, beigeorino. No, he's a black guy. Oh, okay. He's just light skin. Yeah, cool dude. So yeah. Anyway. But yeah. And so having that conversation was just like, man, like this show is awesome. <laughs> I love this show. I'm so happy I still get to do this show. Because you know. there are plenty of shows that have come and gone since the inception of Fantastic Forum, whether they be uh uh, comic book related, video game related, anything related, like you know, like realistically, all games interactive is gone. Yes, which you know, all without all games interactive, there would be no Fantastic Forum, and that's come and gone. But sure enough, Fantastic Forum is still here. The cockroach of the podcasting <laughs> world. <laughs> that's the best tagline for this show ever. Fantastic Forum, the cockroach of the podcasting world. Like, it's like we live off a of cardboard, yes. Absolutely. It's like, remember, you stepped on us like 30 minutes ago. We're yeah. gone. We survived without <laughs> our head <laughs> for nine days. You you did squish us. We're still gone. <laughs> We're still gone. Von Bizzle, how you feeling today, man? Eh, I'm all right. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It's uh, eerie how similar to Joe he is. <laughs> Don't say that. You're gonna get him angry again. No, it's like the. <laughs> eh, all right, I guess that's that's a Joe answer. It is. I mean, well, it's a know, jancer. A jancer. That's funny. A j- like, I mean, realistically, at this point, I mean, you guys have been living together for a little while now. It would make sense that they would pick up each other's mannerisms of some. Mm, uh, I think those are a little innate. Nah. <laughs> 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 You just have to do this a lot. You in the at home can't see me do this, but Larry, you'll judge by Larry's laughter. <laughs> see? Yeah, you gotta do that a lot. Yeah, I don't do that. No, but if you do that and say, "Okay, I guess," <laughs> that, that's Joe. No, I had a day off. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. Who'd you roll with? Uh, my, uh, my homeboy. Oh, okay. Cool. Buffalo Wild Wings is fun. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I like to watch uh, UFC matches there. UFC bouts. Yeah, he. Uh, I got the privilege of going along so he can buy his girlfriend a present. 
From Buffalo Wild Wings? No. Oh. <laughs> so you could sneak off? I was like, that's going to be the worst Valentine's Day ever. <laughs> Nah, like, baby, I got you a Buffalo Wild Wings nah, t-shirt. He a, uh, at yeah, least a he, gift he card she can get beer with. He you said what? Ted. You know, Ted. Ted. Ted Bracewell? The, the teddy bear. Oh, Ted, yeah. He's, he's the, the one that he had the suit on. Mr. Stuffins? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, we know, like when he had the suit on when he was going to, uh, to the jar, to his job interview. Right. Yeah, that's the one for. Nice. Okay. Did you knock off your microphone? Uh, uh, yeah, no. there you go. I was yeah. like... What happened to Vaughn? There no, you are. No, 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 no. It's, it, it's not an omnidirectional mic. Oh. No, okay. I think he just hit the switch by accident. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so, yeah so he bought her a tit for Valentine's Day. Is she going to like Th- that? Yeah, is she going to like that? Yeah, I think so. He seems to think so. Mm. From what he told me, she doesn't really like uh, diamonds and stuff like that. <laughs> Man, <laughs> okay. he don't know her that Yeah, much. like, he's... He's they all like it. He doesn't. He like. He. I don't know why he believed his girlfriend's lies. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of those things. It's no, like from, from what I know of her, I can believe that. But you know, if he did get her one, she'd be ecstatic. The only, That's nature of the beast, man. I don't know. The only one I believe. Let's call her up. Give me the number. <laughs> it's like you so, don't know me, miss. He was going to get you a diamond bracelet, but then he remembered what you said and decided to get you a Ted. <laughs> Are you okay with that? You're good? Yeah. You're good? I hope you're good. There better be a diamond ring up his ass. <laughs> so, you know. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, mm-hmm. that's fair. I, as I said, the only one I believe is Nia. Nia does not like diamonds. Or doesn't like diamonds because of the like the, the moral implications in regards to, like, you know. Child labor and possible like blood diamond type stuff. Like. Yeah, but they have Canadian diamonds now. True, but yeah. I think and artificial. Yeah, yeah. Well, artificial like that's not worth having, right? Like I'm not no. talking to cubic. No, like man-made, <laughs> man-made diamond. diamonds. Oh, man-made diamond. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess that is different. Yeah, it's like you yeah. went right cheap too, huh? Like, uh. <laughs> Say what? I said you went straight cheap. I just oh, said artificial cockroach, cockroach yeah. of the podcast world. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what you said artificial That's he, what I thought you were talking about He puts his money where his mouth is Just to keep it safe Right Mo, <laughs> knew, Mo knew exactly what I was talking about <laughs> Yeah I didn't yeah. Like, You went straight to cubic zirconium I didn't know that they were making Artificial diamonds yeah. It's like she doesn't like Cracker Jack either I'm <laughs> saying like So it But it's, it is a diamond if it's artificial Yeah all they do is just get a bunch of coal And compress it And put it in a vacuum With tons of pressure And then it Oh okay Turns so into a diamond Yeah I think It's just not natural yeah, I think they. It just doesn't take millions of years to make. Yeah, I yeah. think they use it for like a lot of science. Because it's technically still natural, like because it's mean, the raw material and it turns into another. No, but it's fake compression. It's not real compression. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it, think of it more of a, it's like uh, starting of a fi- it's like starting a fire with a flint rock or with uh, a magnifying glass it's or ex- rubbing two sticks. Think together. of it as no, an no. accelerated compression. Now here, if think, that makes you feel better, here, here's the analogy, and you both will, you guys will feel me on it when when the analogy comes. That's that's like somebody saying when they have like their keyboard and they play like a guitar riff, and they're like it's still the same sound. It depends how good your MIDI card is. No, no, but it's not the same. And what so- your plugins you have. So so somebody has the right plugins and MIDI riffs, and they mm-hmm. play a guitar solo on a keyboard. Yeah. It's still a guitar. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the, it's the same thing. I've seen somebody film uh, score a film, 
and it sounds like the Budapest Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> But it's just like a guy with uh, uh, Hans, overlaying Hans, his MIDI recorder. Hans Zimmer, and there's like a laundry list of yeah. dudes who mm-hmm. they 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 and they at some point they will get an orchestra right. involved. The guy that, but for the most part, it's it's done through a computer. The 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 highest, the the most talented film scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, notice I said scorer is uh, <laughs> he scored such films as Dirty Dyke Seven. <laughs> It, uh, was it uh, is it sit on my face please again <laughs> again that, uh, that's the sequel and yeah the guy <laughs> Dick Jerkins he he film scores all those porns with just Dick Jerkins just, just a, a MIDI record a MIDI so, so think about this alright instead of going like, you hit your button again no uh, might be the, this part right here oh uh, yeah. let's see here talking to this one hello, and I'll hello, see hello can you hear me yeah yeah that's better I don't know. I lost him. Hello. Oh, there you yeah, go. It's something to do with uh, something over here. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, instead of having to hire an orchestra every time you you do a score, and then the director changes direction or something like that, and it, and what you just did doesn't fit, mm-hmm. you can do something that will sound close to it, till you get to the like to the point where it's settled with how everything's gonna kind of go, and then you can go hire the orchestra to, no, to fine tune it. No, I'm not saying it doesn't sound like a guitar. No, I'm not. I, I'm just saying that I can totally understand, yeah, compose it with not real instruments so you don't waste everyone's time. They but, sound real. But I'm saying in the end, they decide, They're, let's get a real orchestra to do it. Dude. Like, why not just do it all digitally then if uh, it sounds so close? Some some, some people do. It's like, But some people like. It's all in the reverb. Yeah, it's like uh, there's there's like this thing called this uh, VS, a virtual uh, uh, VST. I forgot what the initials were. Uh, well, what they did was they went to a virtual sound, sound transfer. I don't know, oh. <laughs> but uh, the initials are VST, right? So they went to a sound studio, and then they like when they do like those war drums, like lots of reverb and all that, and then they put microphones everywhere, so that when you use it in your like on your computer, it sounds exactly. How that sounds Vibrant yeah. succulent taste Okay That's one of Dick Jerkins movies <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I'm not Like I said I'm not sure But uh Yeah it's like They like, There's an There's a uh, Plugin for Um For Reason Where they Sampled And they used like 15 14 mics To sample the sounds From Abbey Road Yeah Like Yeah And it sounds Like those that it those instruments. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not well. That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just like just because something is, is artificial, that doesn't necessarily mean it's less. Because you, you're yeah. making it sound like it's less, and like it's not really less. Yeah, I but some people that. love like the feel for certain sounds that in, in live, so everything is not yeah. you know perfect. And uh, trust me, I, I I agree with you. Like a uh, a. Uh, uh, Artificial or actually artificial, a man-made diamond is worth something, mm. without question. So I, I'm with you on that. Like I, I don't think it's worthless by any yeah. means, and I don't think a, a a virtual guitar sounds bad either. Because Lord knows I've heard them and they sound cool too. A virtual guitar only sounds bad when I play it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You know what I didn't do? I didn't tell the people how to get down with Fantastic Forum, how to get with us. I just, I'm just realizing. Get down. 
get yeah. down, like how to how to become the fourth member of Fantastic Forum this evening. Okay. Which you know you can do that via Skype, uh, which is the free internet soft phone. Or they can show up in your living room. You could, I mean, or well, technically your <laughs> living room, right? Yeah. I mean. Like, which I guess they can come here if you want to give out the address. I don't uh, know how you feel about that. Yeah, but, no, no. Yeah, okay. Vaughn has opted against that option. Uh, yeah, Skype. Free internet, soft phone. Only takes a few minutes to download if you don't have it already. Uh, put Fantastic Forum in the contacts. Hit the green button. You'll be the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. We also have our call in number 3109-FF-LIVE is the number. 310-933-LIVE or 310 933 and last but definitely not least, we have the All Games chat room. Chat.allgames.com. Allgames.com slash chat, where we'll take comments directly out of your, out of the chat room and bring them into the show, such as, uh, you have chat there, Moses? You want to insert a witty chat comment, or should I do it? Uh, you go ahead and do it. Uh, Tiger Claw says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? You guys seen the Lego movie? It's got some DC characters in it. Even Michelangelo's in it. The turtle that is, oh, the turtle that is. It's right up your alley. I, I heard the Lego movie is really fantastic. Like a, I, I haven't heard any bad things about the Lego movie. I couldn't care less. Really? Yeah. You don't think it'd be something you might enjoy? Nah. Because you hate Legos? Nah, Legos are cool, but... Is, uh, I don't, so uh, when they uh, move, that it gets all bad? A theater full of kids. I don't know if these theaters are going to be full of kids. I think... Like, it sounds to me like a lot of these are going to be adults watching this movie, too. Dude, I've been to freaking R-rated movies that was theaters full of kids. So. Yeah, I don't go to the movies now, either. So. Oh, gee. Yeah. Have you seen the Lego movie? No. No? Any interest or no? I'll probably get it when it comes on Blu-ray. So you're going to pass as far as the theater experience goes? It's, it's very few movies that make me want to go to a theater. Okay. No, because I could... With my, I got a nice TV. I can, if I feel like surround sound, I can turn my stereo on, and get all the bass and all that stuff. So it's like it has. You to, have a home theater experience, right? So it literally has to like blow my, would have to blow my mind, and where I have to see it. He even spoil, he even spills soda a week in advance, so the floor's nice and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, you know. So, okay, that's fair. Well, yeah. I, I'll, I'll probably go see it at some point. But, you know, you never know because there are plenty of movies I always intend to see and then life happens and next thing you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen a movie since There's always Netflix. Man of Steel. Hmm. Oh. So, anyway. But, yeah. Okay. I actually watched, I actually bought that. <laughs> it was like $9. Why? <laughs> and I watched it again and... Don't say it's bad. It, w- it wasn't as shitty as, uh, like, I didn't feel as shitty watching it the second time because my expectations were lower. Hold that thought. Yeah. We're going to take a break <laughs> and we're going to come back and we're going to find we're going to talk about why this movie is better the second time around for you. Cuz uh I I do want to know. I do want to know. Uh yeah, so this is fantastic forum on allgames.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh yeah, sit tight. <laughs> Welcome back to Fantastic Forum only on allgames.com. Uh, remember, if you want to participate in today's conversation, we have our chat room, chat.allgames.com or allgames.com slash chat. Uh, we have our Skype line, Fantastic Forum on Skype, and we have our call in number 3109-FF-LIVE is the number. Uh, so feel free to go ahead and join us either one of those ways. Uh, before the break, Von Visible, Von, Vi- Von Bis- Visible, I like it. 
it's like if Vaughn was like Sue Storm, we'd call him Von Visible. <laughs> um, you're talking about how you bought Man of Steel on on Blu-ray. I take it, right? Yeah. So it was nine dollars. That seems really inexpensive for a Blu-ray. Like uh, Best Buy was like having a sale like around Christmas Eve time, and part of the reason like I was like I. I enjoyed the visual aspect of it. Oh yeah, no, the visuals are great. Then, so for visuals, nine bucks is not too bad. You know, you do that. And going into it the second go round, I had way lower expectations. So it's like I, there was nothing to disappoint because I already saw. You know, so I was like, eh, I like the visuals enough, and it was nine dollars. Okay, so I watched that. And it wasn't. It's like the the shit o meter. It's like it went up slightly from the first time I watched it. It's kind of like when uh, when I rewatched Iron Man three. Uh huh. Yeah, I wasn't since I already knew what what it was going into it. Mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, watch it again and not. People are really hard on Iron Man three. I don't think. Yeah, it's... but they love Man of Steel. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Iron Man 3 is a much better movie than Man of Steel even I mean I understand people's expectations were to get the Mandarin but if you end up not getting the Mandarin it's like is that the worst thing in the world that ever happened like the thing about like the Man of Steel that trips me out the most is like if you didn't listen to the soundtrack like the score for it it has no hope at all in it it's dark yeah and and it's like that's what makes it a bad Superman movie the thing is, like, they could at least reprise like the uh, the theme. It at least did an aspect of that in mm. this, and at some point, at least towards the end, it's like if you want to show that you know a transition, a, a trans, yeah. Bef- and uh, I don't know, maybe we'll get. I don't know. We may probably not gonna get that in the second one, or the Justice League light, or whatever the hell they're gonna call that shit. And uh, so it's like you suppose. That's the whole thing about Superman. Superman stands in the sun. Batman stands in, uh, like at in at night. Two <laughs> different people. Yeah. And it's like, and and you can make one darker, just you know, more realistic type of world and how he would be approached type of deal, which is fine. But at some point, you got to have some kind of hope. I mean, you can be, you can have a real world take on. An alien from another world that flies and is indestructible with laser vision, if you want, but you can still be an optimist. Yeah, he's just not. This well, guy's not optimistic. Well, give uh, look he's I, like, look man, I, maybe maybe I should listen to my dad and let people die. <laughs> well, <laughs> what? Yeah. I think that the fact that they made Paul Kent so pessimistic, you know, instead of that's where he got his optimism and all that stuff from his his dad, and then his dad was like. I would say it's parents, but I give you that. Yeah, it's like it's like fuck them, let them die. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Like, don't save me. In the deleted scene, it's like really like friggin' Kevin Costner, like fuck them, let them die. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> What'd you say, Pa? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't like. I don't see how. How you could say all that. I guess I mean you're not a comic fan like you should be. <laughs> I guess he's a, he's a broken comic fan. Yeah, like he's a he's an entertainment fan. 
You're calling him he's he's the the Los Angeles Tiger Claw. Yeah, because <laughs> honestly, because you, all right, you get you get you get to Iron Man, and you you shit on it, and then you're talking about everything that makes Superman great, and you'll go buy it for nine dollars and not have any of what makes Superman great in it, and still like it. I bought Iron Man three full price. Yeah, so, but so. you still shit on it. Like I don't, I'm not shitting on it. It's like I, it sounded like you shit on no, it. No, it, it it sounded like you put the disc down, you wiped off the <laughs> coke that you did coke off of, and now you got the coke runs, and you just squatted down, and just soft served it. Oh, it's a bad visual. Yeah, no, there Especially was if you no no. <laughs> With his shorts and his legs showing, so you kind of already <laughs> his knees are bent like that. Like he, oh he's gonna Lord. poop on me. <laughs> don't do no, it. there was some aspects of Iron Man three that I didn't like. I the fucking kid hated the kid. I don't know why. The kid was barely was, in the movie. Yeah, I, I, I hate when they add the little precocious little fucking turd. I hate that when they do that. I think he was a good contrast for Tony Stark and taught him a lesson and had helped him grow as a character. I but what that, do I know? <laughs> I hate that old concept of that. Is it, what would what what would you put instead of the kid to get that same result? In terms of uh, the the way how the story went, I'm not sure. I just, I just don't like that. No, in general, like like, like how are you like going to get trope. that character to to grow to come to a realization, kind of grow and 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 you know, because you know if an adult tells if an adult talks to a genius in that sense. In what with what happened with the kid and Tony Stark, mm-hmm. the genius is like, what the fuck does he know? He's a, just a fucking dumb adult that still works at a minimum wage job. Does uh, does Some, Tony does Tony Stark know any older people, like that that he looks up to? No, so none. Like even Reed Richards, like he doesn't look up to him per se. Like he just sees he's okay. He's a different type of intelligent. He right. doesn't even like talking to him, really. Like yeah. he respects the dude. But yeah, it's not like oh, well, he can give me advice. And on then stuff. Hank Pym, it's like <laughs> I'm smarter than you. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like what are you doing here? Like you're like Mensa light. You're the one one trick pony. <laughs> yeah, it's like you the know, Pym particle guy. <laughs> his, he tripped over the line on the IQ test. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I, I just, you need I, that that childlike wonderment. To, to kind of speak to Tony Stark because he's not going to judge a kid like he would an adult. I don't know. I, I guess I just don't like that particular, like, when they the use trope. kids. Yeah, when yeah. they use kids for that. But what would you like is the question. This is one of those things where I, I'm not sure what I would like, but I would know when I saw it. Kind no, of he is. wouldn't like. He wouldn't like Tony Stark to grow as a character. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey. Whatever. I like where Tony Stark's at, too. So, <laughs> like, like I, don't, I don't need him to grow. You can stay right there. It's okay. <laughs> no, you, uh, no, but it was cool. But I, in, I liked it. But like in terms of movies, why there are certain things I can kind of look at and just kind of take for what they are. It's because like I was when I was in school, I was going. I went to a uh, like I took a, a lot of some classes in uh, like I guess you would call like how, like making movies and stuff like that. And they, 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 <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, I'm no, sorry. He's like. I took a class and I guess you would call it making movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to figure out how to describe it. But it's like it's like understanding movies. Right. Right. Okay. Anatomy and of a scene and stuff like right. that. Right. So it's like I got so deep into that. Some would call it film classes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right. Well, it's like I got so deep into that where I literally could not watch anything. Because 
you start to see how this is this doesn't look right and and I had to kind of pull myself back from that. Yeah, I do know some people can't have a hard time turning that on. And off. none of those people ever made anything with what they learned in film class, right? <laughs> I don't know. I cause I know I've heard that a lot. You know, I went to film school myself, mm-hmm. and I have no problem, you know, noticing there's a curtain and not peeking behind it, not remembering what I saw behind it. And I remember uh, I, one of the callers kept saying the same thing, and it's like, what if you're so. Uh, such an expert about this shit. Why aren't you making a fucking movie? You make a movie, like because you won't make anything people like. That's not true. You'll make something that's technically sound, but so it won't. It won't be as entertaining as. There's a reason why Michael Bay makes like as much money as he does is because the types of movies that he makes appeal to a a vast, like. A like lowest a common lot, denominator. Not necessarily. No, not not just saying that. But there's just a lot of people who sometimes they just want to go see yeah. something that makes no sense. And right. there's a pretty pretty person standing there screaming, and then there's explosions. And you don't think Man of Steel is that? Man of Steel is too depressing to be that. <laughs> Michael Bay movies are colorful. This is gray, and even a co- even his costume was dark, just dank. And it's like if you go look at it for the faults. You know, just like look at it and pe- and pull it apart. Yeah, it's horrible. But uh, even looking like like the Transformers shit that's gonna come out. Even looking at it, I know it's gonna be stupid. And the fact that you got a twenty five foot tall robot riding on the back of a <laughs> another robot is gonna be dumb. And like you know, it's it's gonna be stupid. But I'm gonna go see it, and I'm gonna be able to look at it for what it is, and try to get some glimmer of enjoyment out of it. I love how he makes excuses for liking shitty stuff, but has no problem shitting on Iron Man 3. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not shitting on Iron Man 3. I don't know, man. I smell it. (laughs) I think you... I don't know. I think you're smelling it from your end. I just like (laughs) say the visual of him squatting down and shitting on the DVD and (laughs) missing it a little. Like, oh, oh, oh. Gotta get the the bullseye. Oh, my God. Dude. It's like... I got a kick out of the Mandarin. And uh, like I'm, I'm looking forward to is is that uh, that that little mini movie that they made with him in prison? Is that gonna be on Thor? Yeah, it's on Thor. Yeah, I'm I can't wait to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can watch it online. I think they released it online too, like on YouTube. Uh, so you can yeah. watch it if you want to watch it. Nah, I just wait till that comes on. It comes on like what? Thor's out already, isn't it? No. The DVD or Blu-ray? Yeah, it is. I think it, yeah, it's out. I thought is, it, is it Tuesday? This Tuesday? What comes out Tuesday? Let me uh, Tuesday. Is, is it Ender's Game? I'll th- I don't know. Maybe you know you might be right. Maybe Thor comes out at the end of this month. But I thought for some reason I thought it was out already. But it's like that's why we need your weekend comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, no, I actually, b- besides the little kid part that kind of annoyed me, I actually liked it. You didn't have any problem with uh, uh, Pepper Potts. Saving the day? No, not really. Okay, that's good. Oh. I know a lot of people that had a problem with that too. Which Kicking like, ass in their yoga pants? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Cat, people were like, "That's terrible." I'm like, "What's so bad about that? Like, why can't she be strong?" Yeah, you know, it's like they're like she fights in the comic at this point, right? She got like her own fucking suits and all that shit. So it's like, yeah, I'm just. uh like, I wouldn't say, like, you know, give her her own movie or anything like that, because I think that might be a bad idea, but she can friggin' fight with Iron Man in 
his movies. Thor is out now on iTunes early release, which means it's probably going to come out tomorrow or next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go, because I want to see, I, like, I want to get that. I, I actually like that. I like Thor. I thought it was uh, a bit better than the first one. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. And so, and I can't wait for Captain America to come out, because that shit looks like it's going to be awesome. I agree with you. Really good. Captain Born, whatever you you want to call him, but Captain uh, what Born Identity or <laughs> is that what you're saying? I just hope they don't have the choppy camera that would kind of no. So. It says here, uh, Tiger Claw says Mary Young. Um, this is my Tiger Claw voice. Seems like Von B can see through all the bullshit. Just enjoys watching it. It's all about the experience. Nobody goes to a comic book movie expecting. Good acting or a plot that makes sense. They want to see superheroes doing superhero things. No, no, I I go to a comic book movie now, especially expecting good acting and a plot that makes sense. Yeah, like, we all saw Sin City. <laughs> <laughs> really. I'm just saying, like you know, the, the bar has been raised now. Like, the friggin' some of the best actors in friggin' Hollywood are in comic book movies. Uh, think of it more. I think of it more as like expanded, not. Necessarily raised like some up, some sideways. Because for every good Marvel movie, there's fucking the shit that Sony and Fox puts out, where <laughs> <laughs> that grabs the bar and tugs that shit down some more. Yeah, but see, but then that's the thing where you know when you talk about the bar being raised, it's not like uh, an average. It's not like you say, oh well, these people are making bad ones and these people are making good right. ones so the bar's in the middle it's like those just don't reach the bar right exactly we, the, the bar's raised because it's dude, like we don't review it on a curve right right it's like the same way how you know the bar got raised when you started making like the Nolan Batman movies it's like comic book movies can be up here and it's like you had that with, with Batman Begins and then you know you get other movies where you're just like oh dude like is anyone else gonna reach that bar and then you start getting some of the Marvel flicks and it's just like dude comic book movies are up here now and if you make a bad one people notice like you can't you can't do like you can't come out with a Fantastic Four movie on the caliber of the first one because people are just gonna be like that's garbage and, and we don't want to see it it's literally like and it'll show in, in it'll show in the box office any non-Marvel movie at this point first comics the first I'm not necessarily DC but uh, in terms of what I think, the first thought I think when I'm sitting there and, and the credits are rolling is, God, I wish fucking Marvel can get their rights back. So, like, literally every other one but the ones that they make. It's like, mm-hmm. I, it, the, the the new X-Men that's about to come off, that's going to be look like it's going to be shit. Because Brian Singer does not make good movies. And I can, I'm tired of hearing <laughs> talk about how you make... Like, the Jack and the Beanstalk movie was shit. The fucking Superman Return movie was shit. I don't like uh, the the Wolverine and the, and the X Men movies. They weren't as great as people act like that, and they shit on the third one. Like the first two were these was the first two was Batman Begins in the Dark Knight, <laughs> and like the third one was like this shitty if the the Fantastic Four movie. I'm like, dude, they weren't that much better than that one. Well, the, I I'll say this: the first two X Men movies I think are significantly better than the third one, but but. You're right in the sense that the the first two X Men movies don't hold up as well in regards to today's comic book climate, and I think that might be what you're feeling. Whereas, like, I think two kind of does, but it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's they're just it's a different time, you know. Yeah. It's like it's it's funny though because it's a weird thing where 
some like X Men isn't as impressive as it was when it first when at the time it came out, but like Blade is just as good yeah. as when you watched it the first time because they got the character. It's like I didn't really feel like you know the one thing about the third X Men movie that I did like it felt more like. Also, nobody's writing like the seminal Blade story. That's true. <laughs> you know, like, that's true. You don't got no Bendis on the Blade yeah, with that's David true. Finch drawing. That's true. Yeah. But, but uh, you're gonna say the third one's more comic booky, right? Right. It's yeah. Just like, no, I agree it's, with you. it's more just like you know, it's as silly as Colossus walking down the hallway carrying a big ass TV. Yeah. Was literally that's what he would fucking do if somebody asked him to move a TV from one room to the next. He'd be mm-hmm. walking down that like just holding this shit in his hand. Yeah. Like it, it, was, it, it was like one bamf short of <laughs> Wolverine and the X Men, right? No, right, absolutely. right. But it's like it, it felt more, it felt less like Wolverine and the X Men than the first two movies. A little bit, not that much, because that's the thing. It's like it's always Wolverine, right? But it felt more like you know, like the other X Men got a little bit more screen time. I'll give you that, yeah, but not that much more. Well, not, I'm not, not saying enough, not a, like. All all you're doing is comparing it to the two movies that come before, and it's right. like that's not a good comparison as far as like oh well, what was the screen time like for the characters? It's like no, you got like what you use as a as a comparison is really like an X Men comic book. Like how yeah. how much Wolverine do you get versus other characters in an X Men comic book? Well, not now, ridiculous. Yeah, like now now depending <laughs> which comic book you're talking about, like every that, other, yeah, yeah like, every other page is Wolverine because like Wolverine in the X Men has a lot of Wolverine in it versus like say Uncanny X Men, which you know Wolverine may not appear at all, which you know for some people might say is a good thing, so right. might say it's a you bad. You might thing. get a Wolverine book that is a Wolverine book, and you get very little Wolverine in it. That's true. That could like I mean some of the last the last. Uh, some of the last issues of the Wolverine regular series, like just just Wolverine, mm-hmm. had were were a little light on the Wolverine, which is yeah. funny because it's like it was mostly like Kitty Pride and other mm-hmm. people. I read one of the annuals that was really just like this guy was just shooting into a pit with like an anti aircraft gun or one of those <laughs> and he was just shooting into a pit. And it was about the guy sh- that shooting and his relationship to what he's shooting at. And it turns out to be Wolverine. And Wolverine, like, psychologically mind fucks him. <laughs> yes, I re- did it redundantly for that reason. <laughs> Into, like, just stopping, stop shooting for two seconds. <laughs> but the, it's the guy's inner monologue the whole time. And he's, like, quoting what Wolverine's telling him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the guy just comes, Wolverine just jumps up. Because he gets that split second of heal and then slices his head off. And gets free, but that's how they imprisoned him, just with that anti-aircraft gun. Yeah. So that he's like always healing, so he just couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything, dude. That uh, that, that remind me of that uh, one where he was in the internment. Uh, he was in that camp, uh, and he, I don't know what he was supposed to be doing in there. And he he drove some Nazi crazy because he get the, the guy kept killing him. Mm-hmm. They like wake up the next day and he'd still be standing there, <laughs> doing it over and over and over and over until the dude just went completely insane. I believe it. <laughs> I, I got to give a little bit of a thanks to all the chatters because they're they're listening intently, even though they're not talking to us. But because <laughs> they're doing the Killer Instinct tournament, ah. but they're waiting to fight till after the show, ah, <laughs> so they're all scheduling it, their matches. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, we know we got to do this, yeah. but we we'll after FF, after yeah. FF. Thank you guys, we appreciate you. So yeah, but yeah, 
it, it, it's it's a wild thing. That's a it's a wild. Thing. So what do you think of? Uh, I know you probably probably talked about this, but those uh, twenty five pictures they released. Oh yeah, we did talk. Actually, you know Moses didn't get to talk about it because he wasn't here the week that Empire. We talked about Empire Magazine, mm-hmm. and they had like the twenty like yeah, it's like either twenty one or twenty five covers that are all uh, X Men Days of Future Past based, and so it has different cast members. Uh, in their full X Men, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, except for What's one Regalia? of them, one of them is actually Brian Singer. Uh, like, and it's like Dominatrix outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a it's, gimp outfit. It's just Brian Singer, you know, hanging out like on a on a set piece. Or you know whatever. what pissed me off about <laughs> that movie? Which one? Days of the Future Past. It hasn't is come the, out yet. No, but the the guy they're playing, they're getting to play the was it the was it Warpath? Yeah, it's Warpath. Dude, I would just watch this show I've been talking about a lot called Banshee. It's yeah. just this gritty, violent show with lots of... F- it's like... It's like the Andy Griffith show. What? With, <laughs> with all its violence? But <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, like the Andy Griffith show like written by Garth Ennis. Oh, that's crazy. So it's like all this fucking like fucking... Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> fucking fucking and yeah. fucking killing. Okay. And fighting. Okay. And... uh Amish mobsters It's great <laughs> Amish mobsters But there's this guy In there He's like a Seven foot tall Native American guy That somehow They managed to Give him some sort Of superpower In the show The show's not about Superpowers But because of his Whole shamanism And stuff mm-hmm. They kind of It kind of comes across Like it is I'm like man That could have been Warpath I'll try to find a picture for you guys. Okay, dude. but it's like yeah, instead he got the little Filipino kid. Yeah, and, with an eight pack, dude. Uh, was it with uh, an eight pack? He doesn't a, look like Warpath. Was it? Uh, there's a show on Fox with Carl uh, uh, Urban. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but he has like a robot partner. Oh yeah, almost oh, being human. human isn't almost. Oh, almost human. Oh yeah, yeah being human. And it, like, it's like being human, but almost. Right. <laughs> like their last episode, where it's basically. Uh, like the robot partner guy finds out that there's this like the guy who made him he made a, another robot like after him uh-huh and like this person like just like this robot went so ape shit that they just blanked it out of everything right okay so um the chick who they had playing her she was a uh she's an MMA fighter pretty face like nice nice but not too muscular but not but looks like she could, the, and I'm looking at this I'm like they, Why they couldn't choose her To be fucking Wolverine I mean uh, Wonder Woman <laughs> Man she's that buff huh? No no uh, No Wonder Woman Yeah And yeah. I'm looking at this I'm like There's nothing about this woman That does not come across That even though She looks feminine It's not like she's like Buff or whatever right. She still looks feminine She's kind of short But she looks feminine And she's attractive And she has Big tits Everything mm-hmm. And she does not come across Like that She would not fuck you up Mm-hmm. The way she walks, the way she carries herself, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, there is no way that that chick that they chose is gonna be able to pull it, pull that off. It's because this woman has been training her whole life, or like however long she's been training to be an MMA fighter, and that shows how she carries herself. She's actually like a woman warrior, right? And then I'm like, just because you chose some tall fashion model, and you, you she's you, not tall or whatever. Yeah, that's the part. She's not tall. Why didn't uh, why didn't they, why did they choose um uh Marisha or Marisha Tate, the other the other chick in the fucking movie who was an MMA fighter? 
Oh, oh, is that who it is? Yes, Misha, 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 Misha. I think it's Misha Tate. Yeah, yeah, her name's Misha Tate. Right, and yeah. she just went up to like the uh, she fought the uh, like the the, who, the chick who has the belt. Why didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you want, if Ronda you if, right, if you love the freaking uh, like the the that movie so much, you want to choose a chick from the movie. Why would you choose her? A chick from what movie? From the uh, uh, Furious Seven or Furious Six. Fast, or Fast and Furious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is what I'm talking about? <laughs> No, no was but Misha like, Tate in that movie? I think that's her, yeah. Oh, gee, I didn't know she was in that movie. Dude, and it's like, I, I think that's her. Uh, I haven't seen them, so yeah. I don't, you know. I don't, right, I don't and, know. Just, and again, she's another chick who has a nice body, who's pretty, who has everything you would think woman, uh, Wonder Woman would be. If we're talking about Misha Tate, which, you know, I, I, you know, I said I haven't seen the movie. I mean, I, I will say I don't think Misha Tate's attractive enough to be Wonder Woman, but she definitely would carry herself probably more like Wonder Woman than, than maybe... Maybe Gal Gadot might just because she has it might be more natural for her. But you know, Gal Gadot's obviously an actress. Maybe she can learn to you know she can act like a woman warrior too. But I doubt it. I I don't know. It's like I I would definitely say I I would give her a a, a chance, but it's definitely not who I would have picked. I agree. It's like they, everybody keeps bringing up Heath Ledger. You know, it's yeah. like how everybody acted. But I'm like I'm thinking that was like a once. Oh, she's no Heath Ledger. <laughs> okay, no, it's like I think that was like a once in a like in a lifetime type of deal where the one person everybody was like uh, over worked out in the end. How many other people who everybody went crazy over did did, did it work out in the end? Well, I mean, it depends on who who you ask. I mean, because Robert Downey Jr. Wasn't necessarily a popular choice initially. But did people either. go ape shit? Like they went ape shit over uh, some of these castings for um, Man of Steel too. From the from Ben Affleck to friggin' uh, to to her to 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 to, to, to the dude from friggin' Facebook being Lex Luthor. People going crazy about that shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they were as as. Opposed to Robert Downey Jr., but I think it was only because you know he got cast as Iron Man, and it was like one of those things where like, do people care? You know, at the time they didn't care as much because Iron Man wasn't an A-list character that yeah. he's become, or wasn't the A-list character that he's become. Yeah. But you know, well, I, I, look, I give you times to change. Like at that time, he was like, eh, it's a comic book movie, like whatever. And Iron Man, right? Yeah. So it was just like you know, cats like whatever. Yeah, nowadays, oh, dude, it's like, like they're personally offended. It's right? Like, how dare you cast this person that I don't know to do something that I have not seen yet? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> he's gonna, of course, do a bad job. Yeah. So, yeah, it is what it is. But okay, we're gonna go to break, and uh, when we come back, we'll actually do some comic book news, talk yeah. about some of the latest stuff that's going on. I'm talking too much. No, you're not talking too much. It's like fine. this is it's all this it's all comic related. I mean, it is what it is. It's like, not like we did pre-production or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we we got some stuff to talk about. We got some stuff. This fantastic forum only on allgames.com. Welcome back to Fantastic Forum. Uh looking into the chat room, I see Red Entertainment says people complain about everything. People even complain about complaining. Fuckers with their endless supply of friggin' of plaintive complaints. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and I say, uh, Rageinator says, and people even complain about those that complain about complaining. 
<laughs> you know, it, it, the messed up part is this is not untrue. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. It's like complaining about complaining about complainers that complain. Jeez. Okay. It's because everybody got a fucking opinion. Like That's okay. Is that the wrong with the the opinions aren't the problem? The fact that everybody feels like their opinions are more correct than other people's opinions is the problem. All right. Well, it's like one thing that trips me out is like I I watch a lot of like the like uh the DIY stuff, you know, cuz yeah. I think it's kind of interesting. It is amazing how all these shows that they, all, they talk to all these different people, everybody's a fucking expert. They, they go into the house, they talk talking about flow and this and that. I'm like, what? And you're looking at it like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Why the hell are you even saying that shit? The only reason you're saying that is because the camera's over there and this shit's going to be on HGTV. So you want to sound like you're an expert. Dude, you don't have to know everything. Just like, I like how this room looks. You don't got to start talking about flow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love not to know. <laughs> I keep it real. There it is. Yeah, it's like, so if you don't know, that's no problem. You, you That doesn't make you a... A bad person if you don't know something. Yeah, people people don't like to not know, or don't people don't like for other people to know they don't know. They don't they don't mind not knowing. They just don't want anyone else to know they don't know. <laughs> so, well, it's a strange thing. Isn't, well, isn't one of those like uh, mystical sayings is that like you can't fill up a full cup? It's like if your cup is full, if you think you know everything, you never learn anything fucking new because you think you know everything. So nobody yeah. can tell you shit. Word. Ready to do some news, Moses? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Right, speaking of speaking of mysticism, <laughs> we have myst- mystical news music. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a like uh, Comic book like current. Uh, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. <laughs> All right, comic book news. Um. Here was a piece of news that I found interesting, but that's because I'm a Marvel fanboy, uh, I guess, is Marvel basically uh, Nick Lowe, who, you know, people may not know or may not be familiar with the name Nick Lowe, but, you know, and again, because I'm a Marvel fanboy as well as an X-Men fan, Nick Lowe is the editor of, or like the the head editor of the X-Men division, and he has been that for I want to say like maybe like a decade. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think like for the past decade, Nick Lowe is the guy that basically has been the managing editor for all things X Men. Okay. Uh, super cool guy. Like a dude that I've had the opportunity to have a conversation with uh, here and there, and it's always been super gracious. I've never seen Nick Lowe uh, get frustrated at a fan. <laughs> Despite the fact never that never told anybody to go fuck himself, never, never, never even looked like he would wanted to do it. Which is the thing where it's like you know sometimes people you know. So he has a good poker face. I don't even know if it's a good poker face. Like I think he genuinely loves his job. I think he loves fans. I think he, I think he can. He still relates to what it's like to be an X Men fan, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the way he approaches his job. So I don't think he gets frustrated with it. I think. He's just like, hey, man, you love X-Men. I love X-Men. Let's all love it together. And, you know, if you don't like it, tell me why. And who knows? I might I might be able to tell you that that's not going to happen anymore. Like, that's the way it always feels with Nick Lowe. Okay. Nick Lowe is getting moved. He's not going to be the X-Men editor anymore. He's getting moved over to the Spider-Man office. So he will be the, the 
the man that is the the editor of uh, the Spider Man books now, and uh, yeah, I I guess that, I mean I, I'm pretty sure that that's considered a promotion because Spider Man's like their flagship character, right? At Marvel. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? It's not Wolverine. Yeah, I think it's kind of like yeah, like at this point it's like Hulk and Iron Man and I mean in terms of the general public opinion, I hear you. It's more of the Avengers. Like I see them on everything. You might be right. I wonder but see, but I know at like, one point at one point it was Spider-Man. I mean Spider-Man like with the cartoon. for the longest time was like Spider-Man even though it's not the same from a uh from a a like analog kind of perspective, but as far as like poster boy, like Spider Man was was Marvel Superman, right? It's like that's the character that you associated him Marvel with for the longest time, and you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Avengers have definitely taken center stage now, but that's something that has only happened in the last like not even came to say it's not even decade. Only it's like years. the last like maybe a little more than three, like the last like five years, mm-hmm. you know, or so. Because, you know, Iron Man is what, like 2008? Maybe? Is that Iron Man, yeah. 2009? No. Somewhere in there. Uh, eight? Yeah, I, think two, right. I feel like it's 2008, and it's just like, you know, like, and, and even then, it's not like people were like, oh, but the Avengers, though. Because it was yeah. like, people were like, what's this Avenger thing that's going to happen? Do you know, they were, they, they had to, Marvel had to sell the people on the idea, but. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Nick, Nick Lowe's getting moved over to. To the <coughs> Spider-Man office, and uh, and that's actually that, that that's probably uh, in effect now. I think because it was a, as of February, so I kind of you know good for kudos for him on a new job. Yeah, but it'll be yeah. interesting to see what he brings over to that side of things. It'll be interesting. Me not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You know Peter Parker's coming back now. Or are you just like it's too little, too late for you? It's just, just like why do that in the first place? <laughs> it wasn't that long. Yeah, but it was I long enough. Yeah, like I don't know, man. I don't. I. I I wonder. It, it's it really like I can't wait honestly to see how they pull this off. Because I mean they've they've already and we talked about this before too where it's just like they paint themselves in a co- into a corner no well I don't think it's paint themselves into a corner it's not with not with uh with that slot. slot yeah like he he has a, he had it planned already like, right he like it's probably we talked about this last week but if the way that that dr octopus got transferred into Peter Parker happened like eight issues before we actually found out it happened so right. we had been reading superior right. spider-man without knowing right okay. i mean and that's the thing where it's like it's funny because that like i remember like that issue was issue six like 98 where you find out that doc ock is in peter parker right and you know that the last issue was 700 or the last issue for the run, like that's where the the is gonna be the last part of the story. Mm-hmm. So you're like, how is he gonna get back in three issues? And you know, it's one of those things where it's like that, that's such a, it feels like such a small amount of time, right? And even like the last two pages, you still had hope that he was gonna do. Oh it. yeah, like I totally thought he was gonna just 
flip back in the body somehow and it sure didn't happen and that's what made it such an awesome story where it's yeah. like oh my god like and that's why I didn't want him to come back you didn't want Peter Parker to come right, back right because the way that it was executed was a masterpiece yeah yeah like all you know I've been reading Spider-Man for a long time and I've had a lot of disappointment and from the beginning of Big Time to 700 yeah was one of probably the greatest run of Spider-Man ever yeah it really feels like Even a love with, letter to the character. Yeah, uh, in in you know uh, an abusive love letter, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> love letter nonetheless. But yeah, uh, you know I wasn't happy with that. But you know if that was the end of Peter Parker, that'd be perfect. Like right, and that's that's why I didn't want him to come back. But <laughs> you know, once they found out that I don't want him to come back, like oh okay, we're bringing him back. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did get a uh, kick out of uh, Luke Cage punching him in the face in Mighty Adventures, that yeah, was, that was yes. kind of funny. That was it was it was great. He's sitting there talking all this shit, and like the 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 cab pulls up, and they get the baby out the way, and the baby yeah. goes away, and they start taking their fucking shirt off. It's like I'm about to fuck you up, dude. Right, <laughs> right. And it was it was Spider Man and his army yeah. versus Luke Cage and friggin' Jessica Jones, and it was it was. Fantastic is even the resolution of it, where, where you know, all this time they're getting ready to go and meet their lawyer, and they're like, "Call the lawyer, tell me we want to move this meeting up." Yeah. And it turned out it was She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> she came and basically, like, you know, helped them out, which was awesome. It, it yeah. was a it was a great She-Hulk moment and a cool uh, a moment for Mighty Avengers in general. So, like, I do like that coming. Yeah, it's like I like having Luke Cage. Back in a continual basis. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I did like how they they even put like uh uh like the next like one of the next issues they like moved to a different apartment because Jessica was like upset that that happened, mm-hmm. so they moved to a different place. So like uh one of the kids, like the uh, the white tiger, or I think that's who it is. She's like mm-hmm. talking shit about his yellow shirt. Yeah, and the chain and like. And he's trying to defend it. She's like, like that shit just lame. You know, no matter if it was the eighties, like now, <laughs> it's lame now. It's lame then. Right. He's like, dude. And I, I, I like how they can poke fun at how he was and how he is right. and all this other stuff. And he seems like one of the more realistic kind of characters. Right. He's just a dude that happens to have power. Yeah. Right. And that's why Terry Crews is a great pick for him. If you cast a movie, I think. Well, who's because yeah. well, I think Terry Crews will bring that everyman quality to that character in a real way. I just I'm curious who's they gonna pick for him for the TV show. So if, yeah, for the Netflix show. Yeah, look, it should be Terry, Terry Crews. Yeah. yeah, it should be Terry. He's Cruz. no stranger to Netflix. He was on Arrested Development. Oh, was he? Yeah, I didn't know that. Have you been watching that? I on watched it. Oh, you watched it on it's Netflix? Been, yeah, like they. Yeah. Seasons on Netflix, they just give you the, yeah, whole, the whole thing, thing at once. Right. Yeah, oh, no, so okay. I watched it. Yeah, right. so you can sit there and watch the whole thing, which, okay. is, which is excellent. I yeah. mean, I just, I, I'm don't, I'm not, uh, I don't watch Arrested Development, so. Well, right. now you can start. Right, because it is all there, right? Yeah. Right. Is is it is it is it like an overall story? Because 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 uh, that like watching it all back to back, like TV shows that are like that, mm-hmm. it's epic. Like the first two seasons of Alias, if you can watch like the whole thing, I, I've done that. It's freaking it, Yeah it's, it, that's, it's Yeah it's that's awesome. how I that, In fact when I watched Alias That's how I watched it Cause uh 
at somebody had bought the DVDs the, to watch. The tension just builds. And, and they totally were and just. And like, at the end, they just, they were like, well, I don't need them anymore. And they just, I was like, well, sure, I'll take them. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Because I, I didn't, I haven't seen it. And so, yeah, it was good. So I wish they would do something like that with these shows. Like, to, well, that's what they're going to do with the up. Marvel shows. Oh, yeah. or, or, or you're talking about. This, this, ter- this turns up, yeah, the pace. It's just like, yeah. it's one whole fucking story. It's not like. Uh, I'm sure you know, that's what's going like, to be for, like, for these Marvel shows because they are they're going direct to Netflix and they're going right. to be one season. Yeah, it's like so. I don't really need day in the life of any of these people. I just need. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about him going shopping. It's like I want an, an overall story arc. You can throw funny bits and them going shopping yeah. in that, but no episode filler episode of him just. Yeah, fucking we, around. we don't want ba- Baby's Day Out with Carl Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. last night's Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. filler shit, man. But they all, since they're only going to have like what, 10 episodes or something like that, they should not have any filler. They yeah, they probably won't. It'll be all, like Breaking Bad. Yeah, just one whole. Well, it won't be like Breaking Bad. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, one, it's like Breaking Bad. Like, whatever comes out first builds into the next one, just whatever. Right. Start, and, and have it all in in the Defenders. Shoot. Uh, House of Cards Season 2 comes at the end of this. I haven't week, seen uh, the first one. Oh. Should watch House of Cards. It's good. That's what everybody says. Yeah, it's good. By everybody, I mean you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What so, other news you guys got? Uh, Gail Simone's gonna be doing Tomb Raider, the Tomb Raider comic book. Uh, which is gonna be is the Tomb Raider. It's Tomb Raider number one, but it's based on the the new the new one, the new Tomb Raider game. Okay, that should be good. And uh, yeah. That actually uh, is out already. So if you want to go check it out, it's, it should be on your store shelves. Um, but, you know, I think there, there's some people, I think there's an audience that will be interested in the idea of Gail Simone shepherding that version of Laura Croft and seeing, you know, what, what, what comes of that. Personally, I, you know, I'm not the biggest Tomb Raider fan, so. The new one was really good. I've heard, I've heard, but you know it's one of those things where it's only, you only have so much time to play so many games. So it's like I rather yeah. just hear about it. You just want to play XCOM over and over. Yeah, kinda. It's like, like I, I'm getting ready to go buy the new one. <laughs> so you know, or I guess I don't know if you, like in gamer in gamer speak, I guess you can't call it the new one anymore because it came out like what December maybe. Right. They're like oh, you mean the old one? Yeah, you catching up. Right. I know. <laughs> right. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get that sooner than later. And play it again in a different way. I have that on. I've literally played like five minutes of that game. XCOM Enemy Unknown? Yeah, I have it on my laptop and I have like it on my PS3 right now. Oh, why only five minutes? Because there's nine million games to play. I have multiple systems. I have shit to play on every damn thing. I get it. And I play like five minutes of this, five minutes of that, and five minutes of this. And it's like, (laughs) because every time you get into it, and then something new, shiny comes out. If if you get if you give XCOM an opportunity, it'll suck you in. I, no, it looks cool, but it, like there. For him, it would need to suck him off. It'll do both. <laughs> no, just like there's like the that Zelda game that was on the 3DS. I played that to the end. That was pretty good. Uh, Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a. But but the reason for that I, I was able to do that with Did that. Did you buy that? Uh, I rented it. Oh okay. It's because like you know I got all the sitting on the train and all that shit. Oh right, something yeah, to play while you travel. Right, uh-huh. so, so, right. I don't know. It's like, what's the next big comic book game you think is gonna come out? 
I mean, it depends on how you define comic book game. Like if you're if you're if you're talking about an actual game based on a comic book, I'm not sure if that's happening anytime soon. But there are kind of like games that are like you know, kind of in you might consider in a comic book vein. Like I know, like you know, some people would say Infamous, Second Son, that's coming out in March. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, <clears throat> no, nah, uh, that game. That I, I was thinking about. I mean, the new Lord of the Rings game, but that's later in the in the uh, in the year technically. Mm-hmm. But that you know, some people might. Say it's in that vein, which you know, joint looks interesting. Cause I, I know, I know, they're still making DLC for that Batman game. Yeah, that's true. That, but they pulled it for from the Wii U, which I was like, dang, that's rough. The game sucked. What game sucked? Batman. The the Arkham uh, the, Origins. Yeah. The whole game sucked. It was repetitive, and like the boss fights were kind of not. It's like the the uh, Deathstroke one was a quick time event type stuff, and it mm-hmm. was frustrating as hell. Like you're fighting the same. It was it was like a uh, a lesser than version of Arkham City. Hmm. Uh, so I'm not. I, I mean, I didn't get to play it at length, but what I played, I enjoyed. But I didn't got play old. the whole. Yeah, yeah, I, it gets old. Cause that's like, unfortunate. You fight the same dudes over and over again, and it's like the cool stuff about City was about and and showed it how Rock City Rock Rock Steady, how they understood mm-hmm. the character. That is like the people who did this one was a different. Uh, it was Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, like interactive, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's like they tried to make uh, the uh, the the parts like when you're sneaking around. It's like their goal seemed to be to make it more like difficult to but, sneak around. Yeah, it's like difficult. You can't because the line of sights were there was there was there wasn't as many nooks and crannies to get into, right? Mm-hmm. And like where I just stopped was was fighting Deadshot. Okay. And with Deadshot, what you had to do was you had to sneak around and you had to take out all of his henchmen and then uh you then you can go after him. But you had to do it so that he can't seize you because wherever you go, his like he's supposed he should be able to ricochet off of everything and hit you no matter where you're at in the uh in the room. Mm-hmm. Right? So if one of the dudes you take out makes any noise he can shoot you while you're trying to, because it takes you so long to to subdue anybody. Mm-hmm. So if he makes any noise, that shot will shoot you, right? Okay. So then, like once you take them out, then you get like a couple of punches on dead shot, and then you got to do it again, because then like six more people come in, and it, over and over until you whittle his whatever his health is, mm-hmm. and it was frustratingly stupid. It's like this is this this is dumb. It's like. No, it and, just wasn't a, a a good boss fight in your opinion, as right, far as the and structure it, of it. Yeah, and it's like, it's the, you could tell a difference between the two studios about gotcha. when somebody gets the per that gets the character and when somebody doesn't. And I guess that goes into like movies and shit too. Right. It's like when the person gets it, it's a phenomenal thing. Right. It's right. amazing. But right. when they don't, it's like, right. You can see the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. I see uh, Dungeon Busters in chat says Arkham Origins wasn't bad. Boss fights were solid, but the street fights could get repetitive. Uh, I'm also seeing, uh, and uh, yeah, I said that was Dungeon Buster that said that. Uh, I also see uh, Rageinator says random question: Who will win in a fight? 
Aquaman or SpongeBob SquarePants? Red Entertainment took it upon himself to answer that question. Namor. That's a good answer. I agree. <laughs> um, also, in chat, I see, speaking of comics based on gaming, did anyone else ever buy the miscellaneous Nintendo-based comics way back in the late 80s, early 90s? Um, and I see, he said, remember the Super Mario Brother Land, Game Boy comics, etc. It, it's interesting because I actually was just reading an article where somebody was saying that with Nintendo deciding to um, to well basically with Nintendo having to admit the failure of the Wii U and them talking about them having or the, the possibility of expanding their brands a little bit more to kind of make up for the console the loss of the console revenue um, they were basically saying with that happening on Nintendo's end and Dark Horse losing their Star Wars license on the other end, that might be a good way for those companies to maybe work together to, to help one another. Like basically Nintendo Comics from from Dark Horse. Well, I heard someone suggest uh, them like letting Disney like lease some of it. Because imagine going to Disneyland and having a Mario Land. Mm-hmm. It just, just based on how, like, say what you want about Disney, they do know how to market their shit. You know, from yes, <laughs> no, from eight, eight. No, no, I agree with you. It's just funny because hey, it's just funny hearing you say that. And it was like I feel like it was like two weeks ago or three weeks ago where Jay was sitting here on this couch saying, "Well, I don't know about Disney and their ability to make a good Star Wars movie." <laughs> and it's just like Disney's <laughs> you. Dude. Who are you gonna put your doubt on in regards to making a Star Wars flick? But yeah, it's just a, a, a like the total opposite opinion, which is funny. Yeah, it's like because I don't know, maybe because I since I watch so much ESPN and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and I see how they handle their other stuff. Oh yeah, and they managed to put all of that stuff yeah. into Disney World. Nobody, nobody <laughs> markets better. Than right, Disney. you go to Disney World, and it's, you can go to the ESPN Center over here if you like sports. Right. And then, like, if you're into Star Wars, freaking Darth Vader right. will be walking at around. Least, at least, as it as far as mass media is concerned, I mean, there are definitely some people like I, I wouldn't count on Disney necessarily to guerrilla market. No. But at the same time, you never know. Disney might have a guerrilla marketing team, and they're so good at it, we don't even know it's Disney. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so know? it's like, if, if, if you want to learn, I don't know, learn, learn, like, learn how to do that kind of how stuff. How to do, like, Nintendo to needs expand to, a brand. Yeah, yeah it's because... No, no, I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, though. Like, I mean, Lord knows, like, I don't have any kids. I would be the first one at the Nintendo Land theme park of Disneyland or you know you know how they have Adventureland if they had Nintendo Land at Disneyland I would be sleeping out <laughs> like camping out the day before just to be one of the first people to be like man yeah like I freaking just hit hit a block and it made a noise you know a coin doesn't even actually have to pop out but knowing Disney <laughs> they might have a coin that pops out you know what I'm saying they'd be like oh take this to the freaking uh, concession stand or redeem it for a hot dog it's like Damn it, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning at life. Dude, mushroom hats and all kind of yeah. crazy ass, just yeah. little stuff. But I will say that I love, I, I was like, well, you know what? If Dark Horse wanted to make a Legend of Zelda comic book, I would be behind that. Well, I would buy that. Yeah. It's, but it's all about whether or not. They tend to get good 
people to write those licensed stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Like you know, I don't know if it's because they saw the writing on the wall with, uh, you know, them losing the Star Wars franchise or not. But you know, we did the news story last year about them deciding to expand their alien brand or whatnot, mm-hmm. and or the Alien versus Predator brand. And making that like a unified universe thing, I'm really excited about that. Like, and it's weird how excited I am about it because it's not about me being that big necessarily of an Alien fan or a Predator fan. It's really more about me being a fan of the Alien versus Predator comic books and knowing like how what Dark Horse has done with that in the past, and for them saying, "Well, we're gonna have a shared universe now, where we're gonna tell Alien stories over here, we're gonna tell Predator stories over here." We'll tell Alien versus Predator stories here, and then we'll tell friggin' Prometheus stories in this book, and those are all gonna connect. I'm like, that sounds interesting as hell to me. Like, I, I like that more than the movies. Yeah. Well, that's not really saying much. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, I mean, honestly, it's like I don't feel like like the last Alien versus Predator movie wasn't wasn't so bad. Yeah, it was, it was, it was better okay. than the first one. Right. Way better. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, you can say what you will about Prometheus. I mean, yeah. I loved it. You know, it's like, I, I enjoyed it myself. I mean, there, there are definitely places where you can poke at it. But I feel like the comic will, will fill those holes as opposed to help uh, uh, create new ones. So, you know. Nah, it's the shared universe seems to be the it thing nowadays. It's like everybody's freaking doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, but see, that's the thing. You know, he, it's not the it thing for comics because comics is like that's what comics are about in a lot of areas. Even though I will say you're right that you know Dark Horse wasn't doing that with that particular franchise before, but it it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it's like. Have you guys? Are you guys still even paying any kind of attention to uh, the Shield TV show? I'm not. I stopped after the first episode. No, I, honestly, I I am. I I think the Shield TV show is fantastic. Now, like the first episode was not doing it for me, but it's each episode since then has gotten, I I think, noticeably better, in in my opinion. And and this last episode, uh. I, I really liked. I mean, yeah, they introduced Deathlock. Yeah, yeah, like officially or whatnot. Like they even they gave this fool like the friggin' cybernetic leg and everything. Which what his face look like? His it doesn't look like Deathlock. The face, I the face. The, well, I'll say this: it. the face is scarred, but it's one of those things where they might put the metal plate over the, the over half of his face because it's scarred and it does look like, you know, his eye is like. He's gotten. To, he's he's at the ba- the the beginning stages of, of, of yeah. what he's gonna eventually look they, like. They may they may do in it in the past, but they may not. I don't know. But it's one of those. Isn't things. he from the future? Deathlock. Deathlock is from the future. Technically, yeah. It depends on which Deathlock you're talking about. Like, not all of them are from the future, but a good like, generally speaking, when you see a Deathlock these days, you would think it's from the future. But yeah, this guy, of course, is not. But the they might put cool. that plate over his eye, and he has a bionic eye or what or whatnot. So it's just not the one that you know, Deathlock. And like the reveal was cool how they did it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it it was one of those things where 
it's funny because I mean I knew beforehand. I don't like it. <laughs> I just saw how he looks. I knew beforehand that it was going to be Deathlock, but if I didn't know, I'm not necessarily certain. I would have been like, oh, that's there's Deathlock. Uh, so it would have been like an interesting kind of reveal there if I had not, not known beforehand. I would be like, oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, like if you knew who Deathlock was, it was right. cool. But if you've <laughs> right. done this, like. If you're one of those like 14 people that know who Deathlock like, is. Yeah, it's like, oh <laughs> shit, that's cool. But then, you know, if you don't, it's like, okay, he his leg is called Deathlock. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's kind of what it looked like. But it's like, some of the stuff is, you can tell where it kind of suffers is because. They don't. They don't have access to the shared universe, so like they got the, the clairvoyant dude or whatever is like, is like stuff po- popping up. It's like they, it's weird how. Damn, oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of. Um, that episode where they had someone who was like they thought they might be psychic or whatever, and then they, yeah. uh, the guy says, "Well, you know, like they they got one or two cases," and you look at it it's like. Man, I wish they had to share a universe, but then this would be common, and they wouldn't. They, this wouldn't be a surprise that you know, like true telekinesis and all this other stuff. Whereas, like, they gotta come up with all kind of ways if they want to do anything like that, because there's no, they they don't have access to mutants. So if they bring, oh, you're saying I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's like so like you say they don't have access to the entire. Like their entire char- library characters, or ty- yeah, I, I hear what you're calling. Right, so so when they gotta make stuff up, and then people get upset about the fact that they have to make this stuff up, you know, in order to tell somewhat of those shield type stories, then you know it's just like, well, I can kind of see why they gotta do this because they don't have access to because of some dumb decision somebody made in what the nineties. Was it when? When did they lose? It's, yeah, it was the early two thousands, nineties. I mean, some, when, it when, depends. Like some are the nineties, some are two thousands, but it's not. It's not a dumb decision. I mean, they made the right decision for the time, yeah. and you can't. You can. Uh, I wouldn't knock it. And I, I honestly, I don't even it feel like kept them alive, right? Yeah. And also, too, I wouldn't even. I don't even feel like the the like at this point, Shield suffers from not having access to all those characters. It would be cool if they did. But you know, I don't. It, it doesn't strike me as a thing where it's like, oh, this show would be so much better if they could reference mutants. It's like it because I don't. I don't. I think that they don't put themselves in a position where they're like, oh, well, you need to say Professor X right here. Well, well, I will say that I am totally hindsighting those decisions. I'm just. It's it's based off more of a me giving how they're able to do. Like things now, it's like wishing that that was different. So I'm I'm totally twenty twenty in the shit. So uh, but the thing like I don't. There's too many scientist characters. Like there's too many of them little science sci-fi nerds. You don't need two. You don't need three. <laughs> what, what? Really. There's only there's only two. No, well the other chick's a hacker, but that's she, different. She kind right? of fits in the, their little Scooby game. She's a she's a she's a support character. Yeah, all of those could have been one fucking person. But why? But I I like the Fitzsimmons combination thing, and I feel like the the hacker chick plays a different role only, but or not only because uh, obviously like her her computer skills are a different thing than what they do, but also because she kind of plays like a dual role or is beginning to play a dual role in her being kind of almost like a field agent. But 
typically that person is usually like the main like there's other like side folks who help out with the side like that type of stuff but that's usually one person no, it's no, usually, I, I get how it's, it's usually stuff. Yeah, it's usually Q or whoever. Yeah. You know, and the fact that they split that into three people, it's like there might be a little too many people. Yeah, Cause, and I, I find that I don't care. Mm-hmm. Caller, you are the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what you're talking about. Uh, I'm Derek. Oh, there's a problem with the call. Oh, I'm sorry. He hung up on himself. Nah, it's just the. the, the oh, she had more power. Oh, oh. hey, uh, oh, you, you cut out. You cut out, Derek. Say it. Say it again. Um, Derek, I'm from California. I don't have enough power. I would like more. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Uh, uh, Shield is good. Uh, Mayor Young is right. Uh, Vaughn is wrong. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Uh, the, here's the here's what I learned a long time ago, and since I'm an old old person, I will impart my knowledge upon everybody else. <laughs> I don't think you're older than me, dude. <laughs> Limits are good. Uh, the fact that the Shield universe, uh, the writers are limited b- by what they can do and who they can use, is forcing them to be a lot more creative than they would be otherwise. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people don't understand that because, like, I, I keep hearing people say, "Why don't they just call Thor?" It's like, well, guess what? That's not a fun story if if the beginning and ending of each each episode is Coulson on his phone calling Tony Stark or calling Sto- Thor and then that's it. Right. You know, that's not like that's not a story. Now they have to actually tell a story. They had to build uh, how come uh, how come they don't get Professor X? Like well, that's not a good story. Like they like the stories about these shield these guys with no powers going them up against people. Not not the half out that are that are uh, enhanced burgeoning powers like right. the beginning of getting powers so that's like so everybody is new it's it's it's, it's good you know what it's just good yeah no it, it it and it like that you can like I will say that I will give Shield like the or I will give Agents of Shield like a distinction in like a lot of shows take you know a season. A season and a half to find their legs. I feel like this show did a like a one eighty in like two or three episodes. Where I was just like, wow, like I can't believe I I hated this show in the pilot, and then the third show I was like, man, this, that was fantastic. How much people were expecting the Avengers? That's, well, I mean, everybody. Every, every, I was too. Come on. Oh, every, why? But that they dialed that back from the very beginning. They were like, there's yeah. not. It's not going to be Avengers. There, none of those guys are going to be in it. They're just like, you know, you might have a cameo here and there, but they're like, it's not going to be that. And a S.H.I.E.L.D. show shouldn't be that because it's just like in the comics where it's like S.H.I.E.L.D. is not, uh, you know, they're not, when they have issues, their first thought isn't like, oh, well, where's Iron Man? They're, they're, it's, Get stuck on the phone. Right. It's their job. It's their job to, to handle these things. And it's like when they come up against something that they can't handle, they're like, "Well, I guess we're gonna have to call the Avengers because, you know, we we can't we can't do this. We don't have that kind of resource or that kind of that kind of power. We're gonna need them to help us." And if we get to that point, guess what? Something's gone really, really wrong. Right, right. And so you know, but the only people that I would say you're like, okay, well, where are these people that you might? have a valid point in saying something like that is uh 
Hawkeye and and Black Widow. And not only because of the role that they play in the comics, but that's kind of like how they established them in the in the movies as well. It's like these are like crack shield agents. So you're like, uh, May could take down the way they're sending May. May is the equal of Black Widow almost. Oh no, I agree. I think I think she's a fantastic character, and she's she's really interesting. In fact, I, I see uh, in chat where where Red Entertainment says Agents of Shield is nice, but I want to see more Ming Na fucking. <laughs> Which you know, it's a little, it's a little crass, but that's I, a fifty-year-old woman. Say what? That's a fifty-year-old woman. Don't yeah, give a shit. But still, though, she, <laughs> yeah. she, she has sex appeal. Yeah, that don't she's care. doing it right. Just because she's Asian. Uh, not just because she's Asian. It's a geisha complex. What? Huh? <laughs> no, look, dude. I'm sorry, I was jerking off. What were you talking? <laughs> about? And then big, big man uh, agrees. He would like more uh, Mingna. Like my only, my only gripe though, well, not my only gripe, but like, it's like I would one thing I would like is for it to feel like there's more stuff going on in their world, you know, instead of them just you know, just, like like if if this was supposed to be the every guy people mm-hmm. who, in the, in the Marvel universe, there's stuff going on. You want stuff happening I want, in like, the background? In the background, it's like this shit just yeah. happening, and it's like they they. They mentioned the Thor thing because the movie just came out, mm-hmm. and then back to you know business as usual. It's like I want stuff happening. I want like the the, the, the and they don't even have to show like anything. It's just like when they're going by something, and like uh, somebody, swinging in the background or something. Yeah, track? it's like 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 when they like if they're going through like through the like somewhere with this TV showing, and they can show like something in the background how the Hulk destroyed some shit or just like little stuff mm-hmm. to fill up that so it feels more like they're in the Marvel universe. See, but you know what though? I it's like I understand why they wouldn't do that because I could totally see people being like, "Well, why don't we why don't we tell that story?" Yeah, I want to see the Hulk story. Right, right. It's like but what I will say that I feel like Shield does well is they make great references. Like even in this last episode, you know, when uh Colson was telling uh oh man, what's the head agent guy's name? Wade something. The 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 dude? Yeah. It might be Wade, yeah. Maybe Agent Wade. Uh, but basically telling him, like, hey, if you do that again, I'm gonna or, or if you uh you know, let that personal relationship interfere with what we do on this plane, I'll have you friggin' garden Blonsky cell in Antarctica or whatever. Which I'm like that's a great reference, like referencing the abomination from the Hulk movie. And it's just like, that's cool to me. Like, that makes you kind of, those are the kind of things they do where it's like, dang, you know what? That did happen. They did capture that guy, and now we know that his cell is in friggin' Antarctica or whatever. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm not talking about blatant stuff where it's just like ridiculous, but it's just more like, it just feels, they'll feel more grounded in, in that particular type, you know, mm-hmm. that type of, like, a bit more. It's like they they did they, they do mention the Asgardians. They do mention that kind of stuff here and there. I just want like a little bit more of that. It's just mm-hmm. because that's the world that they live in. You know, it's just shit happening. It's just right. like you know people getting abducted, fucking aliens coming down, all just all kind of crazy ass shit happening. And be interesting to find out uh, what it's like to to just to be in that kind of world. And even if you are a super spy, it's like shit happening that that. That's way above your pay grade. That has nothing to do with you, right? 
I just yeah. I, yeah, I'm just taking care of this shit over here. I I got nothing to do with the, like this other shit over here. Yeah, but a movie Marvel universe isn't that, that, that. That's not the movie Marvel universe. The movie Marvel universe only has what six heroes and a few villains, and not a whole lot. Like it's not like the Marvel comics verse. It's not like six one six where you walk down the street and every other person is a mutant. Like that's not that's not the movie the the movie verse. Right. And but this for me is like I would wish that was more like that in the movie verse too, you know. Just, but I know because of rights and all this other shit, you're not gonna get that. It's just one of those things that I wish they did. That even with the people that they do have rights to, just they did more of. So it's like I don't know. It's just one of those like things that go on the wish list type of shit. That's probably not gonna happen, but I would like. It was something that I would like. That's fair. I don't think it's fair. <laughs> that's fair. It's like that's what he would like. Yeah, I like. I don't. It, it, it's not gonna happen that way. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna happen. You know, that way, so. Nothing wrong with wanting that. I don't. Yeah. I also like the fact that in Shield, people or people seem to be acting with uh, like they're good at their jobs, which you don't see a lot in TV shows when. Like people are supposed to be the best at their jobs, they always act like they aren't the best at their jobs. Mm-hmm. But the people, like these people, do. Like yeah. in most shows, when the when the nerdy guy has to go in action, he's uh, oh, I'm scared, and somebody save me. No, this guy's like, okay, okay, this look, I'm in the field now. Let's do it. Right. Let's- hey, this does it differently. I like yeah. the, the fact that they have like a uh, a kind of rivalry between the two types of shield agents. From yeah. the, like the smart ones and like the uh, the, the actiony ones, agents, and yeah. and it's not like the, like the smart ones don't even feel even remotely inferior. They all they both look at the other ones like like they're the peons. It's just like they, they both feel superior to the other type, right? And yeah, the, the nerds don't don't think of themselves as nerds. They think of themselves as shield agents, right? Right. Yeah. So it's just like that's cool, and right. I like the like uh, the like the last episode when they got back to the ship and the, the nerds aren't there. They don't know how to work any damn thing. It's like because all the nerds make everything look easy, <laughs> right? And, and they can't even cut the shit on. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I agree. I agree. Also, something happened in the last one, where, and also in the Captain America, uh, the Captain America trailer that I thought was great, and I, I think we should see more of in these in these types of shows, and also why May I see May and Black Widow equally in the Captain America trailer there's a clip where she's falling off a bridge and she shoots her little uh i don't know what it's called grappling hook up mm-hmm. and swings under the bridge and lands usually when something that happens it's super cool looking the person lands stops and looks around as a cool pose she just keeps running like it's nothing like <laughs> it doesn't move and just it like doesn't even miss a step just keeps running i do this shit every day right and and this in the tv show May came up behind a guy that had kidnapped her and tortured her, stabbed her in the back, and kept walking. Yeah, it's like let's go, wheels up in five. I was like, that's like <laughs> that's people who are good at their jobs who don't sit there and, and pose and say, "Hey, look how great I am." They're like, right. "No, no, we, we, we got shit to do." Like, right. that's, that is awesome. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a good show. I think people like if you if you're watching it. Or if you're not watching it, you should go ahead and give it another shot. Cause look, I was I was definitely from the pilot. I was the unconverted. I was definitely like I don't I don't need to watch this again, and I did because I was like, well, 
Ain't shit else on. It might. Well, no, <laughs> just more so like it might get better. I, I wasn't thinking it would, but I'm like, it could, you know, I'll give it a shot. It's like I, I've watched uh, lesser shows. You read like 30 issues of uh, Stormwatch. Storm right, exactly. Like there's plenty of things that deserved less attention that I've given <laughs> an opportunity. And so I'm like, I'm going to give this show an opportunity to, yeah. to prove me wrong. And uh, sure enough, I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is better. Do you agree with the Colson guy saying that people who aren't fans are losers for complaining? What? 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 Uh, Clark Gregg said that? Yeah. People that aren't fans of the show are losers? There's people that are complaining about the show aren't, they aren't fans, they're losers because they're not giving the show time or they want the show to be something that's not. I mean, I, I don't. I I don't throw the term loser around freely, so <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what I do, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I just, yeah, I kind of yeah. do. So I <laughs> I don't, no, but th- I think this goes back to what we were talking about before about how everybody got a fucking opinion on every damn thing, like like just literally like a whole yeah. internet full of writers, and like, well, they didn't do exactly how I thought they. I'm like, well, if you wanted it better, didn't submit a fucking script. Uh, if you're not gonna do that, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, either watch it or don't watch it. Well, I I'll say this: I'm not of the mindset of anyone that thinks it's not good should do their own or you need to write. So because it's just it's like anything else where it's like some people are are artists and some people are like everybody that's that every art needs an audience. And it's like you know just because I listen to a singer and I can't sing doesn't mean I can't I don't know what a good song sounds like. Or does it? Or I can't tell right. if someone can sing or not. But I'm not talking so, about you talking to me. I'm talking about the people who like uh, set up Facebook pages and do shit like this. Just go way overboard about. I'm like, if you don't like you it that do much, podcast and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with people expressing their opinions as long as they go ahead and and, and do it in a respectful manner. In my opinion, it's like that. That's the biggest. What are you thing. saying about me, man? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> no, right. It's fucked up. Well, I'm I'm not talking about you having a dis- discussion. Even if you're having a discussion on a podcast, that's still your opinion about the stuff. I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm talking about those ones who go overboard beyond just like they're talking about shit. Like they're overboard fuck- is all relative. Like ones that stop reading a whole genre. <laughs> like overboard is relative. Like you know, oh, all I'm saying is like I wouldn't say, oh, well, if you're not a fan of this show, then you're a loser. It's like, well, no, you might not be a loser. You might have a good reason for not liking that show. Uh, there are people who, when something, when when uh when a movie or a TV show or a comic book isn't done how they would do it, then automatically it sucks. Like that's not how I would have killed Darth Vader. <laughs> that's not how that's not how I would have taken down uh taken down Magneto. Right. Like, I mean, if it's about your particular, like, if it comes down to the way they should have done it was this specifically. That's one thing, and I would be like, "Yeah, that you're like, it just because they didn't do it your way doesn't mean they did it wrong." They, they, they you, what do you mean they cast this guy? How dare them <laughs> cast him? I would have cast somebody different. But the fact is, you know, <laughs> the, all we're talking about is is a difference, a difference in degree, because you know, we all have our own places where we decide the line is for what's reasonable and what's not, and you you can't say. Well, that guy's line is too far up, and this one's line is 
too far back it's like it's all about what the the zeitgeist at the time is you know it's like it's just like anything else where it's like it there's a there was a time when you could say certain things and do certain things and the general consensus was well that's okay it's harmless and then things change and they're like well now that now that's bigotry (laughs) you know it's like hey that's how that's life that's how it goes and it's the same thing with opinions like there was a time where the type of opinions we see on the internet would be considered like totally rude and and ridiculous they still are rude and ridiculous well like while what shooting on what what is considered <laughs> what's considered rude and ridiculous has changed like there was a there was a time where even you know uh uh people like just the fact that people are like well that's not the way it should have been done and caps would be like well what do you have, who are you to say whether that's the way it should be done or shouldn't be done you don't even make movies that's still the same <laughs> I, I see a lot of lot of articles now. This is how this is how Disney what Disney needs to do to save the Star Wars franchise. I'm like, really? You're the one that's going to tell Disney how to write the next three Star Wars movies? You, Mister <laughs> Blogger? No. Well, I mean, with the mayonnaise stain on your shirt. I don't understand why people <laughs> act like the Star Wars franchise is in trouble. It's, it really isn't, right? I mean. Not I don't wrong. think so. Who? No, nothing wrong with the. I mean, the last movies. I mean, I'll tell them how to get in trouble. <laughs> the last, the last movies weren't as good as the previous, the previous three movies. But guess what? A lot of movies aren't as good as Star Wars, Dude, and Empire Strikes there, Back, there, and Return of the right, Jedi. Look, there, so it's like, it's look, not like there is there is a uh, glaring flaw in the Empire Strikes Back. At the end, where he Luke finds out that uh, you know Darth Vader is his father, and he jumps off. Darth Vader could have caught him picked his ass up and then walked out of the room with him floating in the back right behind him if he wanted to catch him but he didn't do that so flaw why didn't he do that he choked the motherfucker like he's hardly good he wanted luke to escape right so it's like so if you want to find a flaw and you can find a flaw in any fucking thing so so even the ones that are like the supposedly these excellent great that empire sparks back supposed to be the best one out of all the stars it is Right, so if you want to, f- you can find a f- like like that. If if he choked a dude from when he's on one spaceship and the dude was on another spaceship, they never say how far away he was while having a conversation with another dude. So you don't think that if he if he wanted to follow the emperor, that he could have just caught the motherfucking dude who just jumped down in the pit, floated his ass back up to the top, and then walked out of there and went to go see the emperor. Yeah. So you can find a flaw in anything. He so, wanted Luke to escape. That's not a flaw. I don't think it's a flaw either. But no, I but agree. it's like, but if you wanted to find a flaw, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, if you wanted to find a flaw, in yeah, yeah. They so, made one bad, like, actually, when you think about it, there was one bad Star Wars movie that was Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones yeah. is not great, but it's not a bad movie, yeah, and and Revenge of Sith is actually a good movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I would agree with you on that. I think yeah, uh, Phantom Menace is the one that's just like, ugh. And that one had Darth Maul in it. Which was still cool as hell, right? Yeah, like if, imagine them. if like it would have been more like Attack of the Clones with Darth Maul in it. Yeah, like realistically, it was just like Phantom Menace should have started, like maybe in the last fifteen minutes, and be, or the the last fifteen minutes should have been the beginning of Attack of the Clones. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Like a pro- it a been, prologue. It should have been you know little vignettes on Cartoon Network. <laughs> 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 I yeah. don't know what vignettes are. 
some kind of dressing? Yes. Not the <laughs> the basically they are those um the uh clone those clone cartoons that they had like when they came, that came out during when those movies were out. Like yes. those were excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they if like if if they can literally do that on a with a, in a movie because they showed how the Jedi were just ridiculous. It's like they and they never managed to pull that off during none of the movies. Whereas like this one dude, well, like Mace Windu jumping on the side of a ship, like mm-hmm. yeah, just, just jumping, going yeah, yeah. And, uh, or like when the guy's uh, in the ocean and he's making hard water and he's using yeah. that as like torpedoes, yeah, and he's destroying ships, mm-hmm. and it's like if that dude was walking around, like that, then, then, then that is why everybody's terrified of these people. But you never in the live action stuff, you never actually showed that. Yeah, it's like if they can do that, if they can show like show that yeah, part, Jedi being like just actual bad, just ridiculous. Yeah. It, you know, well they're always showing us like like past their prime Jedi and like and even Darth even Darth Vader like he, the, the, the example I gave where he's choking a dude like yeah. from from light years away while he's having a it, conversation with somebody else. Even even though I will say. Um, you know, we did get a little bit of it with with Dooku and Yoda, like that. You know, I mean, those those guys. You know, I mean, and I guess to a lesser degree with with the Emperor, but you know, yeah. Yo- Yoda was a badass in that movie, and that was like you know that was one of the highlights of of him hopping around like a toad on a high yeah <laughs> yeah that was a, that was a highlight of the of the prequels. It's, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that the actors that they, as much as I love Sam Jackson, he couldn't pull off looking like a badass. Like in terms of just what? a badass Jedi. What? Did you no, not no. watch that clip on Channel Five? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like he's swinging the the thing. Is like he's like, yeah, he's like kind of swinging it. He's, he he. I don't know if he didn't feel like doing the training or it's like he's just been spoiled by expanded universe stuff. Well, Ian like Ian McGregor did. Pulled off Obi Wan, right? And yeah. it's like everybody else was kind of like. Eh, kinda I wish okay. Liam Neeson would have been more like Liam Neeson from Taken <laughs> <laughs> in the Phantom Menace. Yeah. All right. So if 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 the new Star Wars movies, if they could figure out how to 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 pull that, and and given what technology is now, and mm-hmm. th- they can they should be able to do it. It's like you just have to train all the people that you get properly, so that they can pull off this this. Not and I don't want to say swagger, but it's kind of what it is. It's like where it's innate. It's like it's something that they just give off. Well, Mark can do it. Mark Hamill's going to be a badass Jedi. Watch. <laughs> he's, not, mean, he's not. He's not. going to do a bunch of sweet moves, but he 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 has a, He has a Jedi swagger. What they're going to do? They're going to use fucking Matt Damon and <laughs> Mark, all Marky these Disney Mark, characters. Mark all and these Mark, Disney stars. Jedi. They can get Jason Statham, Justin Bieber, Jason Statham. You know? Jesus. And then for the old weather Jedi, you're gonna get the the uh, expendables. Sylvester <laughs> <laughs> so so Stallone yeah. as a Jedi, that would be so wild. Yeah, hey, uh, hey you. Your excitement, the Jedi seeks hey, yo, hey, the Force will be with you, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, transitioning real quick, did did you guys watch The Walking Dead? Uh, no, fear leads to the dark side. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> I got yeah, I, I watched you, that piece of shit. You guys watched the, the yeah. what is it? The mid season premiere. premiere I, have not, I have Talking not. Talking about day, you don't want to watch Day in the Life. 
<laughs> you got to watch 10 minutes of fucking Carl Grimes' hunt for pudding. And you didn't, and the big reveal at the end of the show is that it was pudding. Because <laughs> he's like, you just see him eating something out of a can and he's just enjoying the shit out of it. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, I found more food, Dad, but it was pudding. I ate all of it. All right. Uh, like, I'm not really into the zombie thing. So one thing that I would like, you know, y'all to kind of explain to me is, all right. <laughs> what do, like, how do zombies continue to function? Because, like, you need sustenance. That's to- like asking how does a zombie shit no, but I'm serious. It's like you don't just you don't ask. These you, you missed the entire. Yeah, asked, there was a two-hour show on before this called Zombie Cast where they actually explained yeah. everything about that. Well, I'm not gonna watch that. That's why I'm asking you. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like all right, like in uh, World War Z where they said that like the ones who they weren't around people they kind of went into uh, dormant dormant it, stage. Yeah. So it's like is that how at least in the Walking Dead. World is it? That's how it is. They, I, I haven't seen any in the dormant state. I know they get like weaker and slower, but you just see them like the ones that have no arms and no jaws. They're just like. Uh, I mean, they used to, yeah, in the comic they had the dormant ones, mm-hmm. and I forget what did they used to call them. I don't know. lurkers. I feel like that's what it was like maybe. So is there like any place on the planet where there are no zombies at? Antarctica. I mean, I, like we haven't even gotten out of Georgia in The Walking Dead. So <laughs> I don't like, you know, who knows? Like, I don't know. For all we know, the next county over is fine. Is fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for all we know, I mean, I don't. They so, could have put everything under a dome, right? They're all like Macon is great. They're like, like <laughs> what? <laughs> Macon, Georgia is paradise. Uh, but no, I. Like they're I still don't. having the what the the was it the, that party they have? Oh, Freaknik! Yeah, they're still having the Freaknik. <laughs> they just moved it to another city. <laughs> Right, so I don't, you know, I don't know, but it's like, dude, uh, like a zombie is not high maintenance. Yeah, it's not like it's I don't, high. I don't, like I said, I don't get it. I'm not into zombies, no, so I, I mean, don't know I, none of this I stuff. know you're not into zombies, but, but you what I'm saying know is, your basic lore. I'm saying, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> zombies when they're not eating people mm-hmm. aren't out like running marathons and like friggin' like doing Pilates and like expending all this energy. They're they're friggin' shuffling along. They're just and staring out into the wall. So like, it's not like you know, it's like it's not like. Well, dude, if I don't eat a person today, I'm a you know, I'm gonna starve in the next three. You know, <laughs> it's just like, dude, they're not doing anything. They're already dead for one. So all right, so they so these shuffle. They're not like the 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 new nah, zombie nah. track athletes. There's no there's no zombies in The Walking Dead that are friggin' yeah like. High calorie burning, like no, no, no. salts. <laughs> right, right. None, none of that. All the all parkour the, zombies. Even the ones that, even the ones that, the fastest moving zombies are ones that you could sidestep. Like all, all they do is the 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 problem that comes with the Walking Dead zombies is the numbers. Okay, and it's like when they get in sufficient numbers. They get harder to avoid, and they can start like right. knocking down your fences and your walls, and and you expend you panicking, right? Uh, you running out of ammo, and then or being just clumsy, right? Because in that last episode, like Michonne was literally in a pack of zombies, like probably right. like forty zombies, and she took them all out by herself with one sword, because okay. she doesn't panic and she's a badass. All right, I I don't know who this is, but okay. It's the black chick. Okay. She has a sword. Okay. Yeah, but it's like 
it's not like it's a thing where oh if if you know how to handle yourself you can deal with as many zombies or yeah. just about as energy many willing that come. too like you get tired say what like you get tired so yeah. you know you gotta pace yourself right you gotta, can't waste your ammo right Derek did you watch it no I don't watch Walking Dead anymore I'm done with that show why, why are you done with Walking Dead because they're they've been surviving what now two years uh, in the zombie apocalypse how are people still dying like why are people still dying like from, from how do you still you? get eaten by a zombie if you've been surviving for two years they're all they're all they're all making dumb decisions to the point where they shouldn't be around and I don't like shows where they make dumb decisions based on, just so the plot can move forward okay I mean I kind of see what you're saying but at the same time isn't it like I mean people, people well the one time they they were fighting the flu <laughs> but no I'm just saying where'd they get the flu from uh, you tell me no no you, you, that's part of the mystery <laughs> that's part of the mystery no, there, there was a reason for the flu. I forget what. Yeah, it they was. all lived in the, <laughs> they all lived in in the fucking jail cell together. You ever been in jail? It's dirty. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take your word for it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, couldn't you relate that to, like, our day and age, Derek? Where it's like, I mean, there's things that we've been dealing with, for for you know decades some some you know for decades now and we still are still dangerous to us right i don't i don't see that many people getting killed by bears well no no well, bears we, we but have like, a, what about like cars we like but, but we haven't not, even like mastered the drinking and driving yet i'm just saying people people like cars, right, but cars have been around since yes, the but 20s we, have, we also have we also spent a lot of time saving really stupid people who had stupid children so they do stupid things. What are you talking about? Is look, look, I they, don't want to hear your advocacy for eugenics. <laughs> they, 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 after after about two years, like, but basically people, what you're saying is, like, after two years, all the people who who were dumb enough to not know how to, to not get killed by zombies should have died in the first, like, year. No, exactly. Saying, so now the people who you have left should be the smart people. No, but it's not. And that's like, kind of how the comic is, too, though. Like, you get people get killed by other people. Smart people get hit by cars all the time. But no, you, don't. You're sure they do. Crossing, but, I have yet to get hit crossing <laughs> the street. Well, of course. What, you, what non-drunk uh, person that you know who has any kind of intelligence got hit by a car? Yeah, who do you know that got hit by a car crossing the street? Who do you know? And I, then, and I, then think and then you ask yourself, and they weren't the drunk. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> right, and they weren't drunk. So so you so you're saying, so let's let's just say. If you guys are crossing the street and you happen to get hit by a car, I'm supposed to just assume that you're you're a dumbass. Yes, because I look both ways. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying accidents accidents happen, and some and I'm just saying sometimes. Yes, I know I'm an idiot. So sometimes, you know, it's like it's not nothing to do with you not being uh, smart enough or familiar enough with your surroundings or an automobile. It's like things just happen. I got a feeling I'm gonna get hit by a car a little while ago. I, no, no, I've never been. I've never been. 
Say what? What? Wait, wait, look, Kathy's Kathy's viewing racial. <laughs> she had me. She had what? me at Asian. <laughs> wait, give her the give her the mic, Moses, because no, you, the, no one listening to the show can hear you. Say we're all racist. So I'm just saying. <laughs> wait, I'm, I'm not racist. It's not dumbasses who are getting hit by cars. Uh huh. It's Asian drivers. Who are hitting those people? That's not. That's not right. I could easily get hit by an Asian driver. I did. I was in a car accident, and that bitch totaled out my car. So, Asian. I blame Asian drivers before I'm gonna, you know, blame dumbass people for stepping off the curb, <laughs> like what? Vaughn's dumbass said. I'm out. Wow, I get oh hit with God. the double dumbass. There it is. Like our, our, Catching our shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our, our friggin' weekly dose of uh <laughs> of stereotypes right there like okay well there it is i was on my best behavior <laughs> <laughs> right right there it is i stand corrected but no i'm just saying it's like it can, it can happen and i you know no, I, i've not been hit by a car recently uh, whether it be a, a, an actual car accident or me being out on the curb or well, anything like that. Right, but, but the thing is, is there's still more dumbass people alive like now. But I'm just saying from from what from what uh, what, from what what it sounds like Derek is trying to get at is that at this point anybody who's still alive should know how to not get bit what, by freaking zombies. What if you just get comfortable? Not only that, it's a zombie apocalypse guard, and let your guard down. In the zombie apocalypse? Well, I'm saying... There's literally stuff walking around that can eat your ass. You're saying... You're saying... It's like you should not... Be, no one should be getting killed at this point because you guys know the rules and you know how it is you navigate in this world. But it's like if you get comfortable enough and complacent because you're like, well, I know the rules and I know how to navigate in this world, that's how accidents happen. It's like I, it's like people that get eaten by lions at the zoo. It's like they think they're safe or whatever or get attacked by a monkey... It's like they're like, oh, dude, no. you don't expect a freaking uh, lion to be walking down the hall like the aisle way. It's like something has to happen for that shit to happen. Yeah, Either every you- time, <laughs> uh, honestly, when you hear that somebody got got eaten by a lion at a zoo, don't you think? What was that dumbass doing? He either he either <laughs> climbed in, or the person who was in charge of locking the gate didn't lock the gate. It, it's something that happened. I won't I won't lie to you. I definitely like when, when I hear about people getting attacked by lions. I was like, what is that? What? How in the hell did he get attacked by a lion? I I think of it like like this because right. I know like I've been around lions at the zoo, and they're definitely in cages, and I still like am on some. There's heightened. a moat, right? I'm, but I'm like I'm on some heightened stuff. Like I'm looking at that lion, right? Like, so you this would... lion could get out of here at any moment because, or at least that's how I feel about it. And you know, I've been no I've been roof. told that I'm wrong for that, but I know I won't be the one that gets. All right, so 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 picture this. All right, you know you know like uh like a meerkat, right? You know those yeah. little they're always Timon. right. They're always on alert. Yeah. In any little noise, any shit that happens, they just in the hole, right? right. So at this point. You have to be like that. Is where just literally you you could this there could have been no zombies over here the yesterday, and some shit happened while while you was asleep. Some some random folks ran through and caught stirred up the freaking zombies. And in this one place you went to all the time when there was no zombies, they could fucking be zombies there then now. So you would have to be on alert at all every moment of the day, for you to have survived for two freaking years in that. It's not like you know, unless you live in the place where Macon, Georgia, is fine. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and know. all the zombies are are in Atlanta. I guess I just for me, I'm just like, hey, I, I mean, you will be even, complacent. Even smart, in, even smart people make mistakes in this world. You will be complacent. I know I wouldn't be complacent. <laughs> I would be 
freaking terrified every moment of every They're day. They're also white people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how that goes. There it is. There, there's, our, there's our next stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> also white people. Yeah, enough, so enough said. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you like the black people die first in horror stuff, but the, we always get like. But caught the white people make the dumb decisions. Yes, black people always get caught unaware. It's like right. we, we get killed before. They, like they, they the, the flaw is they trust the white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always like standing next to windows before it's we like, before we figured out that there's a serial killer loose and we're leaning right. against the glass and like and we the one who get. Who get killed, and that lets everybody else know that there's a serial killer. All, all I know is I watch Carl sit on a roof eating pudding with a zombie behind right. him in, with a, a, with a op- in an open yeah. window. And I was just like, what makes him feel like that zombie can't get through that window? <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing. I was talking about this at work. Because I the, feel like he can get through that window. Right. But I was mentioning this at work where Carl is one of those almost an exception because he's just been, you know, he wouldn't get pinned down by three zombies like he did in the TV show. That happened in the comic. Yeah, but early on. That's true. It didn't like, happen much earlier. Early yeah, on, you're right. Like issue eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like Give I said, and I hear he's like, he, literally, he's like, he's taunting two zombies walking backwards. He's like, yeah, come on. Come on. He's going to lead them to a ditch where they fall. And then out of nowhere, this one comes that's about three feet away from him. And he's like, ah! and it's like, come on. Like, he could have taken, he could have stabbed all three in the in the face. Especially now because they, they hyper hardened him right. in this TV show. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like at this point, you should not be doing shit. Like, like he wouldn't have been blindsided by a zombie and he only has one eye. <laughs> right. That's yeah. True. I'm looking out for everything. Because shit happens, and obviously since you're living in a zombie apocalypse, shit happen. So anything, it could be a sharknado could come through. If, if, if. So it just, I agree with Derek. I don't see how anybody could, unless somebody somebody else set your ass yeah, up. Yeah, but you haven't even seen the show. <laughs> well, the fact that the show is still on and it's not about people living in a fortress is something's wrong. I mean, they were living in a jail and. And they decided to let, you know, let's leave. No, no, they didn't, they didn't leave. They got ran out. Mm-hmm. They got overrun by not by zombies, but by people. Right. Which happens. I mean, a lot of the deaths are happening by other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, like people are more scared of, of it's like the each most, other than they the are most, zombies. Like the ostrich of the group was what to call it, Herschel. Yeah. He like he would have you would have thought he would have been killed by a zombie. <laughs> He caught him an ostrich because he yeah, has one leg. No, 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 because he's always like ha- head in the sand. Oh, okay. you know, like even in his most hopeful, like he just became the hero type. Like what four episodes ago or some shit when he decided to breathe in the flu. <laughs> yeah, 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 like. But he got like you would have thought he would have been the first one to die from a zombie attack, and he even kept them. Like he was like totally in denial about the whole zombie thing, and he kept up. His barn full of them, and fed them chickens and shit. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, you would have thought he'd be the first to die, but no, he he got killed by a regular ass man with an eye patch <laughs> that looks like an Oreo. It looks like an Oreo. Yeah, it's all textured and. Oh, the eye patch looks like an yeah. Oreo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought you meant he did. Yeah, I was like, what? No. 
So. And then it's like, yeah, Walking Dead has makes weird decisions too in the writing because it's like they don't want to kill the black guy right off, but that black guy, like, he literally escaped death just through dumb luck. So it's like, what's the point of keeping him alive? If he's just he, he he's basically comic relief at this point. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about friggin' Tyrese? No, the other one, uh, T Dog. Oh, T Dog's bit that. No, I know, but he, it took him like two, three seasons to die. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Remember he got... <laughs> yeah. He was walking, and he just scraped his arm yeah, against his car. Yeah, sliced it open. Yeah, yeah. and then he's like, he's like screaming about that. He, right. And then, he like, he, he, there's zombies going around him in, in a... A barricaded uh, freeway with a bunch of cars that you can't move, and there's zombies going all around him. He decides to scream about a, a, a skin scrape. Yeah, I mean, he slices his arm open pretty good, but he did it in a dumb way, you're right. Yeah, right. And he gets saved by dumb luck. Like, he goes under a car or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or he gets pulled by Daryl, the white supremacist. <laughs> Can the zombies bend over? <laughs> Kinda. I don't know, man. That's a different type of show. <laughs> Kinda. I mean, it's like they're no. If you climb under shit, like like they don't, they don't, they they don't like if they fall and see you, they can definitely crawl after right. you. But they're not like, oh, he went under the car. Let me go and like, yeah. look under. The, they're not. They're yeah. they're like the first Metal Gear like soldiers. They <laughs> <laughs> go huh? take it back to video games. There it is. There it is. We should take a break real quick yes. and then come back. We, we should do some reviews. And it says, uh, <laughs> Sub-Z says, T-Dog was like Kenny on South Park. You didn't know when he was going to die, but you knew he was going to die. <laughs> there it is. So, hey, Derek, you going to stick around for some reviews, or you got anything else you want to say before you go? I would like to stick around. I like you guys. Yeah, you're more than welcome to. So, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic forum. And we will be back in just a moment. <laughs> Welcome back to Fantastic Forum. Uh, if you want to get down with us, feel free. Uh, Fantastic Forum on Skype, 3109 FF Live is the number, or uh, get with us in chat because uh, that happens too. So, uh, Moses. Yes. You have a review for us with Umbral, number one. Yes. Umbral is a dark fantasy book. Starring children. Um, oh, okay. It's basically the story of uh, a thief that lives on the outskirts of a little kingdom and is trying to get an artifact. And she lives with a, a whole team of thieves and she manages to uh, get the... Uh, the affection of a young prince and he kind of brings her in and tells her and she he's down with the plan because he doesn't like being rich for some reason you know rich white kids from the suburbs he doesn't like being rich. yeah okay. so he's got that like you know i don't know if it's a guilt thing or whatever but yeah but uh it's written by anthony johnston and it's illustrated by christopher mitten with uh colorist john roche and I guess letterer Thomas Maurer. And basically, there's an event happening. They call it an eclipse in this fantasy world. 
Okay. <laughs> but it's not an actual eclipse. No, it's an eclipse. Oh, okay. Yeah. There it is. Um, and what uh, ends up going down is they're using the eclipse of darkness, the umbra. Uh, there's a title. <laughs> as cover to do a little heist, the two people. They're getting a, uh, I forget what they call it here. But it's a little artifact that I guess is a source of the royal family's power. Um, they, But what ends up happening is while they're going, the two kids are going to get it, something, some shadow creatures came in and took it already and killed the parents, the king and queen. Uh-huh. So basically <laughs> the little prince sees his parents die in front of him. Oh, geez. And she's like, oh, fuck. And she's got to get out, you know, the thief chick. And she pulls him out, and then the kid ends up dying. And then when that girl f- manages to grab the artifact, she ends up s- slipping into another dimension, like a shadow world. Mm-hmm. And wh- what's happening is because of the eclipse, the shadow world and the the regular plane, they're mixing. Mm-hmm. And that artifact is, I guess, the key to being able to cross over at will and lock people out or in and uh yeah that's what i got from it it it's very um it's almost like hard fantasy because you gotta learn all this lore and stuff Mm -hmm. on the fly you know um there's no glossary or anything (laughs) it's crazy because it's like i'm having very like mad deja vu right now because i feel like i know that story yeah but I've never read Umbral. Yeah. That's weird. Know. But yeah, it basically um yeah, it, that's where issue one. They're on issue three or four right now. Mm-hmm. And I haven't it's a book that I've been wanting to read, like just the the dark fantasy genre appeals to me right now. Especially like they're blending a lot of fantasy and sci fi in comics too. Right. So that's it speaks to me, and the art's really good. It's kind of like an Angel Medina type. Uh, I like art. Angel Medina. Yeah, or even old Clayton Crane. <laughs> so before he changed his style. Yeah, before he became a digital painter. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so it's to be continued. I don't know how many parts it is, but it's just like little design. Like right here, the girl has to go through a um. What looks like a tunnel that's a vaginal wall with teeth. I hate when that happens. When uh, vaginal you know, walls have spiked teeth. for my pleasure. Oi. Oi. Not exactly sure I want to see that. Yeah, it does look like a, a vaginal wall with teeth. Yeah, and as she's walking, you know, images in comics are stationary. I don't know if you know that. They're not really those motion comics, they're they're a myth. <laughs> but you can, as she's walking through it, you can actually see the spikes coming closer to her. Like it's weird. <laughs> Vaughn's like, I decline. No, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. And uh, yeah, she finds somebody in there. You got to read it for yourself if you're into this type of story. I, I personally, I liked it, but I haven't read more of it, so that's why I'm being a little vague because I don't know. I feel like I'm speaking out of turn a little. This is just my my um your initial impression. Initial impression on issue 1. I uh, will say I've seen it as well in the comic shop and have been, you know, it 
the covers have compelled me yeah to to want to read it As, and i actually hadn't heard anything about it from anyone yeah they're not really pushing it at image itself which is surprising because they're pushing a lot of stuff yeah and uh, they, I don't think this is even doesn't even have the little hashtag that they've been putting on everything. The, the, oh, the what's, what's wait, wait, yeah, like now the, or what's well, yeah, what's next? Oh, which what's is next like, here? come on, you're showing it to to you're showing it on Dead Body Road, but you're not <laughs> gonna show it on this. Like this is actually a little more step forward in storytelling mm-hmm. uh, in comics. Um, you mentioned the covers. The covers were very striking for me. I did see them in a couple issues of, I think maybe um, was it Sex Criminals or, yeah. and it got me there. But the interior art is just as good as the covers. Nice, which is like a rarity. Yeah, that is true. So um, yeah, I give it two shiny artifacts. I mean, sorry. Four shiny art- artifacts out of five. I was like, two? Like, okay, <laughs> well, maybe I won't read it. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, cool. No, that's good stuff. Umbra, number one. So, um, you know, speaking of covers, I saw this book, and I was like, hmm, I, I want to find out what this is about. And this book is badass, number one. It's a book uh, published on Dynamite. Uh, it, it says right on the cover, uh, suggested for mature readers. And uh, just for those of you listening, what, what's on the cover is it's basically a guy um, in in a suit. He he has a shotgun over his shoulder and he's holding a duffel bag, and he's he's in a suit but he's wearing like um, um, like Chuck Taylors. And he has oh the Zach Morris look, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And he has a ski mask, um, but it's not really like it's like a comic book ski mask. Like it's not an actual ski mask. It's like one of those joints where it fits over your whole face or whatever. So I, I mean, I guess it, this would just be a mask, but it looks like a ski mask, and it's weird mm-hmm. because it's like. His mouth is perfectly shaped, <laughs> yeah, around the it's ski the, mask. So it's like it's like his it's like his skin, the right? S- the snake eyes effect, kinda. But with, with snake eyes has no mouth. No, but in the movie, the first movie. Oh yeah, okay. Now it does. snake uh, movie snake eyes. Yeah, right. yeah. It does. The fuck likes GI Joe the cartoon? Duh. Oh, oh, how dare you? So, uh, badass number one is uh, the stories by. Herrick Hanna, and the art is Bruno Bassati. Uh, colors are by Gaten Georges? 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 I am Ron yeah. Burgundy. <laughs> Georges. Georges. And letters are by Marshall Dillon. Um, so, yeah, uh, like, it, I should also mention that. Um, it says translation by Fabrice Sapolsky. Uh, I hate those. You hate what? Translations. You hate things being translated from another language to English? In comics, yeah. Oh. I, I've had bad experiences with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know English is kind of ass backwards compared to other languages, right? That's true. And sometimes they do a literal translation. It is crazy. Yeah. Because all the descriptors are in the end. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this. Look, I'm not even smart enough to know what you meant, but I think I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Like, the translation didn't really seem like... It, uh, letters weren't all backwards? No, like, <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel like a that big of an issue okay. here. Not like that other one we read. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I remember here that. Here comes the car blue. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, th- this, this was translated well, I think, but... Well translated, yeah, it was translated well. Trans- but translated well, you are. But I, it, you know, it didn't help the actual story. Still, it was not <laughs> in this, not in this first issue, um, because it's just uh, like I didn't get it. I didn't. I don't get like it's one of those one of these stories where it feels like you kind of come in in the middle. But not in a good way, because uh, you have this guy, and um, you know, like, I'm not sure if I, I think they do give him a name in here. It's not, it's not badass. I don't believe. Um, Is it Billy? Yes, it's Billy. Guillermo. Billy, Billy badass. It's Bill, Billy. Billy the badass. Do, do you know what they translated it from? Uh, I do not know Mandarin. I was trying to, I was trying to figure it, looks it out. Like it, just from oh, the art. Dead End. His name is Dead End. No. And so this guy is a, as a, like a, a hitman. He's like a, a, a hitman for hire. A man hit. And Chuck T's. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because like it like the mask like you don't see this. Oh no, I guess you do see it on the, the cover. The little plate. Huh. The little plate by the temple. No, no, no. It wasn't the little plate by the temple. It was the fact that he has like a little ponytail that shoots out the back of his oh. mask. And I was like, you don't really see that on the cover. Right? Like his hair is long and you're like, you know, like it's like a little blonde thing that comes out the back. But you do see it on the cover if you l- know what you're looking at. Little, I didn't know what I was looking at. a little rat tail. Huh? Yeah, basically like a little blonde rat tail. Um, And, you know, it's just one of these things where like things happen. And well, I hope things happen. The guy is a. I mean, the guy is kind of a badass. I mean, he he does take down like a room full of hired guns, or or not hired guns, but a, a well, yeah, like underlings basically. Like he takes a, a room, like maybe like you know twenty guys. So yeah, I guess that's badass. I guess, but at the same time, it's like the the badassness of him isn't presented in such a way that makes you feel like man he is a badass like and it's a weird thing because like the, the, this dude has this cigarette which again he has a ski mask or uh, uh, i guess a tight or form-fitting mask thing going on where you know so much so where his his mouth is the mask like his lips are <laughs> covered by the mask but when he covers his esophagus right he's goes all the way down he has the cigarette and he uses the cigarette almost like Captain America uses his shield like he flings it <laughs> at people. Does it come back? And at things. Yeah, and it will like ricochet off stuff and it comes back. And it's just like it's a cigarette. Like Yeah, it doesn't have enough mass to do anything. Like it, like he, I mean, I guess I mean, I've used a cigarette like that before, but I just aim for the face and then wherever yeah. it lands, it lands. I mean, if it's still lit, I'll smoke it after. <laughs> and that's what he aims for the face too. He hits a lot of people in the eye. <laughs> you know, which is funny because it's like it'll he'll flick it and it'll hit a guy in the eye and it'll ricochet and hit the guy next to him in the eye, 
and then like bounce off some stuff, mm-hmm. and then he'll catch it. And it's just like, what is that supposed to do besides irritate their eyeball? Uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of what it's for. It's like to irritate their eyeball. It's like, yeah, like it. Or well, just give you an upper hand. Right. It's it's kind of like used to like distract them so he can like close some distance and and attack the guy or whatever. But it's like it's just a weird book because it's like he's complaining about about there not being like enough violence at a. He's sitting at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Complaining about the people around him and how, like you know, oh, this kid over here is playing with his chopsticks and trying to make it make himself look like a vampire for his family, and these couple over here is kissing. So he's a psychopath. Uh, I mean, I guess so because he he wants violence to happen, and and so and that's like he basically like makes it so a car like plunges into that restaurant scene and he's like yeah and it's just like that's it just seems so strange because it's like i i get that you know you could be sick but it's like this is how you open the book and it's like so am i supposed to like this guy or not (laughs) or what and and then you go from a scene there to like you you find this like group of people that um are a part of this gang that this like dragon man is the head of and it's just like who's this dragon man like is there anything in there that makes you want to care about his journey like no, at all not for me yeah it's just like you just don't care Mm-mm. you're just kicking other random people's asses and it's like okay the, the art isn't terrible but it's not great either so it's just kind of like I, honestly, I, it's not. It's not like I. I didn't finish this book and be like, "Oh my god, I need my fifteen minutes back." I didn't feel that way. But I are you going to read didn't number f- two? Huh? Are you going to read number two? I don't think so. Maybe they'll explain number one and number two. See, but that's the thing where it's not even about the explanation because, like, not that long ago we were talking about, like, say, black science, and you don't get anything explained to you in the first issue of Black Science. Yeah, but. Because of how everything's presented, you feel super compelled to read the next issue, and not only compelled, you're like worried for the character, <laughs> right? And, and you enjoy what you do see, in right? The- but so that means they make you care about. Sounds like you you care about the person. Oh, definitely. And then so they they at least show give you a reason. They they may not let you know why all this is happening, but you actually care about this individual. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's good storytelling. Because even if he's a good guy, bad guy, you just gotta care why he does what he does. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, trust me. Like I have no problem with anti heroes, or or you know anti villains for that matter. It's just like this guy just it. Everything kind of feels a little random. He's just anti good. Yeah the 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 highlight of the whole thing was getting to the back of the book. And seeing that they had a uh, a rare like reorder cover that was uh, it's called the the uh, homage cover or the homage cover, and homage to what? Well, it's a um, recreation of New Mutants. Like I think it's New Mutants, like either ninety six or ninety seven, like the or maybe it's eighty seven actually. That's the first appearance like of Deadpool. Oh, uh-huh. And so it's like I I you know, because 
I'm the X-Men fan that I am, I looked at that cover immediately. I'm like, oh, that's that Deadpool cover. <laughs> and I was like, that's interesting. And it, it, they do a good job of of recreating that cover where, you, you know, you would instantly look at that. If you're oh, familiar yeah. with the cover, yeah. you would oh, know yeah. exactly what that's supposed to be an homage to. Ah. And so, but it has like that lizard guy on it. And it has a dead end. And it has the underling dude that he throws a cigarette in his eye. Dude, but yeah. Dude number one. Right. So it's just like, you know, it just, it, it, it's, uh, it's vanilla. Yeah, it's, yeah. On pretty much every level. And I, I can't, I don't know if I, well, I, I can't say I don't know. I would not recommend it. So, badass number one, um, it, it's going to get two flung cigarettes out of five from me. So, it sounds like they wanted to do a fight between him and a bunch of people, and they just couldn't figure out how to get to that point. And it's just. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah like, maybe. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's almost like you have scenes in your head, and you just decide just to put them together. Yeah, like, oh, how cool would it be if you had this guy at the restaurant and he's like, yeah, these people suck. <laughs> and then he made a car fling into that entire restaurant as he was leaving. And then you have that explosion behind him for the money shot. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's one. Then what happens? Uh, then he fights a whole bunch of people in in this basement. <laughs> and it's like, it's like somebody, like your friggin' high friend says, dude, they should work for a dragon man. Look. Like, yeah, this work for Dragon Man. You're like, well, that's, you know, or you like that guy, but you're like, oh, that's a dumb idea, but because you're my friend, I'll put it in anyway. Yeah, you want to give him a little credit. All right, I'm just like, a dra- why is he a Dragon Man? But okay, he's a dragon. I don't know. Hey, well, and which was the messed up, the messed up part was he beat the dragon guy with a cigarette? Well, <laughs> he did beat him with the cigarette, oh, yeah. but what he did was he threw like alcohol in his mouth, like two bottles of alcohol he he flung the cigarette in the air threw the alcohol in the guy's in the dragon's mouth when it rushed him and then when he threw the alcohol in the mouth in the dragon's man's mouth he like kind of pivoted behind him and held his mouth open as the cigarette fell into it and so it caught on fire in the guy's mouth so so he was healed no that's the thing (laughs) That hurt him, and I'm like, well, so it's a he's dragon a dragon. Guy. That's what I'm saying. Like Isn't RPG rules state that he would be healed or like, fireproof, or something. I mean, I don't know that it's a fire breathing dragon man, but even if it's not a fire breathing dragon, it's man, a dragon. It's just like he shouldn't be like, oh, like it's like e- even if it was like, let's just put it like this: you're not a dragon man, no, Vaughn. If I put alcohol in your mouth and threw a match in it, that would hurt. It, it 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 might, but it actually kind of wouldn't. Yeah, you actually, just spit, it, out you just spit it out, right? Yeah. Like it's just yeah, like, oh, it look. wouldn't it wouldn't catch on fire even, because there's no oxygen, right? It's like even <laughs> if you even if you swallowed it, it's not like it would burn your esophagus and it, you would have a fire in your belly. You would just put it out, right? You get a little heartburn, right? You'd have gas, yeah. And so I'm just like, that's that's not how that works. Like, <laughs> especially it it would seem like it would work even less for a big dragon, man. <laughs> so I'm just well, like maybe he should be maybe. a big dragon man cosplay. <laughs> well, maybe he's wearing a flammable like costume, and then like a little bit went in his mouth when he was running. 
and then that caught on fire. Maybe so. Like, I mean, I think it does. And it, even that will go out because your mouth is kind of moist. Right. Like, I think you're right. Like, I think the, the costume around his head does catch on fire. So Even yeah. that wouldn't work. But it's like his whole his whole head is engulfed in flames. <laughs> like, like, yeah, alcohol <laughs> doesn't burn like that. No, no. Unless unless he's drinking ro- rocket right. fuel or something. I mean, there's, there's got to be like uh, like one fifty one. Right. There's particular types of alcohol, and that then it would burn. burn like it that, would burn quickly. But they just burn on the top. They don't burn like it's not Through. gasoline. Yeah, it's not yeah. a propellant. Yeah, and plus it would burn off really quickly because it's not that much liquid. Unless he like had a barrel. And like drop the barrel on him. <laughs> Wait, and then and then after he kills the after he kills the dragon man, <laughs> this character comes that's like another master assassin, I guess, or something, named Amadeus Kitty. Oh, and it's yeah. this chick in like a Mozart costume but with like a cat mask. And it's just like, What? <laughs> Amadeus Kitty and like I will say it did stop me in my tracks for a little bit because I was like there has to be some connection here. Like, there must be something I'm missing where it's like, that probably makes sense somehow, but I'm just I missing bet you, the connection. If, if you check the numbering, they probably missed a couple of pages, and those couple of pages had the backstory and some exposition that explained everything. Well, I'm just trying to figure out, like, why you say to yourself, well, she's going to be, like, imagine Mozart as a kitten. But it's, it's going to have like a cat theme too. I was like, well, why is that? I think some narcotics were involved in the, the writing of this book. Maybe so. Nah, this book is, it's a comedy. It's even as a comedy, it doesn't really work though. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's, funny. Yeah, but it's not serious. No, I, I get it. It's like, I understand. What would make it a comedy if he was actually serious when he wrote it? Then that would make it funny. Yeah. Nah, it's not working. Is Derek still here? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dude, you're so. not saying nothing. Oh, he's listening to he's, the review. He's trying to figure out the Amadeus Kitty thing. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, mean, I don't want to uh, be one of those people that starts talking, even though they, 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 they didn't read the comic book. So. Such as myself? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. <laughs> Look, that's the end. Too, it's too weird long. how, like, the dragon man with the face engulfed in fire actually like looks natural mm-hmm. like that's what he should look like like it would have been badass yeah like right that would have been a cool character yeah as opposed to the dragon man and the kimono thing and, it, and you know what there might have been one translation issue in there because i think there's a point where he calls the dragon or in his like in his thoughts he calls the dragon like a tranny and i'm just like why is he a tranny like Hey, because I look, was like, I I read that. And I was oh, like, just because you're a dragon, you could you could have been born a a boy dragon, and you wanted to be a girl dragon, so you could be a tranny. And the the kimono he's wearing is a woman's kimono. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. If it was a man's kimono, it would have a different type of design. Or yes, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be wearing what? pants under it. You know? Oh, okay. So, because he's going commando, that makes him a tranny. It doesn't. He doesn't have any genitals. He's got two hemi penis. Two what? Hemi penis. Hemi penis. Yeah, that's what lizards have. Oh, and that would be like tucked in somewhere. Yeah, yeah so. under oh, okay. the, under the flap. They have a uh, a scale. I forget what it's called. Oh, okay. 
that the it's like scale. yeah, kind of like uh, like the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> like all of a sudden, lizard penises have become so cool. Like, yeah, they have two of them. Like I wish I had a look. I w- I want two, and I will definitely want them to be like the Millennium Falcon. We need to get on that. Anyway, uh, Derek, have you? Have you set the date yet at your local comic shop for the She-Hulk comic? No. I'm scared to. I'm scared to drive all the way down to uh, uh, to my favorite comic book store, Jeffrey's, and ask them when is it going to come and, and, and like make my order or put a pull or whatever because I know that the day I do that and I go down and I open it, it's going to be some crap where she looks into the camera, looks into the uh, fourth wall and says, hey, everybody, I'm She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's Charles Sewell. I don't think he's going to do that. You don't want any Deadpool-like stories? Oh, no. I don't want, I don't want to see her. Uh, like, I, I picture her at, uh, as a lawyer for Deadpool, and both of them are talking into the camera. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm like, I don't want this. I, like, it works for Harley Quinn, kind of, because she's insane every once in a while. You know, Harley Quinn doesn't even do it. Her dead, her dead beaver friend does it. Harley Quinn doesn't even do it. I don't want. She, I, I don't. They need to take She Hulk seriously. She's the second strongest person in the entire Marvel universe, and yet they. She is. Yeah, I mean, phys- physically strong, probably, like mm-hmm. right behind the Hulk, right? Yeah, she's yeah. right behind the Hulk. I could see that. That's what. That's what's so cool about World War Hulk when he, she was like, "Look, the only one you, the only pe- per, the only person here that could even think about taking on my cousin is me. So let me go up there and talk to him." And he put her down. I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's gonna be good." But usually they they have her uh, sleeping with guys, which is good. Uh, being a lawyer, which is good, and talking to the camera, which is very very bad. And I don't. And I'm scared. That's what they're gonna do. They have her talking to the camera in her other books. Yeah, like even it's so. Was that in so, Dan Slott's run? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's so much so that the Marvel Comics itself comes out in her title. And it's like a tabloid about the superhero exploits. Oh wow! Huh? Okay, yeah. I you can heard me. I can understand why Derek would be afraid. I did not know that. I did not. She does it a little better than Deadpool and Dan Slott's run, though. Because it's kind of like the way it's, it's how they do it in Sex Criminals. Oh, you know how they okay. move along like events and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's almost like a confessional. Right. Gotcha. Okay. That's different, but I get it. Why you would be like, yeah, you might like. I gotta say why you might not like that too. But yeah, I hope they take her seriously too. I would like to see that. And I'd like the fact that the guy that's writing it used to be a lawyer. Le, like makes me feel better about it, and I mean, I'm just like I, I just like him, like as as a writer. I just like him because he made Cactus Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I want that action figure. You you want the Cactus Swamp Thing action figure? Yes. I wish they had that when I had the Swamp Thing action figures. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, fair. From the cartoon. Like that would have been great. Like they give you all these, you know, Batman has all these like Arctic suits and shit. You right. never see them. Swamp Thing. They showed you like four different <laughs> Swamp yeah. Things in that one issue. That's true. That one toy. Yeah, no, and it, we've seen more than that too because, like, 
I haven't been reading after Oh, that. dude, they showed you, like, all these different past avatars of the green. And it's, like, good stuff because uh, they show you, like, it's like you, like, and the, the cool thing is, like, they all have, like, unifying kind of features where you're like, right. oh, okay, I could see that they're all, like, swamp things. Right. Look like they all have this. the little bridge over the nose. Right, right. But, but those things, but the way they manifest themselves is different, slightly different. So that's cool. It's cool. Yeah, so. Sweet. It's about time for us to get out of here. I didn't get to talk about the comic I read. Oh, go ahead. What comic did you read? Uh, Hawkeye Annual. Oh. How'd you like Hawkeye Annual? They need to make that into a TV. That's a great comic book. I believe it. And even this one. Which had the other Hawkeye, the girl Hawkeye, which I didn't even know was Hawkeye. Hawkeye? Yeah, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. That was a good... It was like, she's smart, too. She is. It's good. Like, I didn't... We told you Hawkeye was good. They had a thing where Madam Mask is uh, trying to get her back or whatever. Yeah. And she figures out it's Madam Mask. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't even do a whole thing like, well, I figured it out. But she's like, oh, I figured it out. Oh, this yeah. does so good. Yeah, Matt Fraction does a fantastic job with that book. And it's like it's so like it's funny because it's the it's definitely the book that that made me eat my words cuz I was the main one saying Marvel there's no reason to make a solo Hawkeye series. But after reading Matt Fraction and David Aja's Hawkeye, I was just like this is this is the perfect like book for Hawkeye. It needs to never end. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see the HBO. Ver- Look, you know what? Give somebody, give some indie filmmaker uh, a couple million dollars that'll make a movie of that with no special effects or no like giant monsters. It's like Hawkeye in a building doing cool stuff with a Kate Bishop coming around and yelling at him every once in a while, him to get off his ass. Right. I want ugh, just so good. It's just and the, the art style too. Yeah. Where it's very simplistic but stylized art style. Right. Come on, man. Yeah, it's 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 a masterpiece kind of work. It's like anytime you could have a whole issue where the main character is a dog. And it's a good it's a, it was, it was, I was I was wondering what's gonna happen next. Yeah, right. It's like wow, like this They is, did a whole novel like that. A whole novel like where the main character was a dog? Yeah. Was right. it was it like it talking about the dog's thoughts and stuff? It or? was all in internal monologue. That's that's okay. Jack Lon- every Jack London book ever was like that. <laughs> About a dog? Yeah, White Fang, Call It a Wild. No, okay, well, that's funny. Look, I don't. I didn't say I read it. I just said there is. I heard. I don't read. <laughs> so I love not to know. But you definitely are enjoying Hawkeye. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it. What's it like? Hawkeye. What was it last year or the year before that? Hawkeye was the only book that got nominated for. It was last year. Yeah, it got nominated for an Eisner, from, from, Marvel, I think. But you know, I don't know if I would have gone that far, but as far as it to be the only, but I definitely agree that it deserves one. Or deserved better than better than I was looking through my Marvel Unlimited, and I, it was 
X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, All-Star X-Men, Wolverine the X-Men, X-Men and their buddies. So I was like, how many X-Men books do they have? I don't... They have a lot of X-Books. <sighs> Avengers, Avengers AI, Avengers Assemble, Avengers Super Duper. A lot like, of Avengers I, books, too. They make three books. They make... Uh, they make one Spider-Man book and eight X-Men book and eight Avengers books in Hawkeye. It's funny. There's a lot of well, I don't know, but there's a more than a fair share of Spider-Man books too. Not like X-Men and Avengers though, and not like there used to be either. Yeah, that's true. Because there used, used to be, be a four, lot of four main titles and then like web of yeah. And... Yeah, that's true. Like right now, I think there's just maybe uh, I don't know. Like Spider Man is is they have like the mini series. Yeah, and it's almost like a mini like they they handle Spider Man like a mini Batman, where it's like you have just like maybe two or three titles that are like that feature Spider Man, and then you have like Spider Family titles. So, anyway, exactly. Derek H, why don't you give us some final thoughts, man? Thank you for your nice words on Gekin. Yay! I'm glad you heard that. I'm glad that uh, that Scott uh, decided to, when he decided to go on the podcast, he decided to go on a non-all games podcast, even though he owns a podcast network. <laughs> we feel good. We asked him to come on. I'm sure if somebody else asked him to come on at all games, they would. He would. Start talking to Scott. He's going to start at, talking to me about ad revenue, and I'm going to have. I'm not going to be able to answer the questions. <laughs> Oh, look at the numbers, Derek. Ah, my phone is broke. <laughs> hey, look, Derek, both uh, Lawrence and I are representing all games right now. It is the old stuff, but we're still representing. I need to I need to buy a new shirt because I don't have a new all game shirt. And the, they look great, so I would like one. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, buy an all game shirt? Yeah. Don't you buy a Fantastic Forum shirt? I want to do that too. Well, Derrick just give me a all game shirt. I'll just wear it. Look, you don't even listen. I have women smalls left. So like they mentioned Zombie Cast News. He's like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> look, oh, I yeah, just like the idea of, of Vaughn <laughs> in a small woman's all game shirt. It looked like a tube top. <laughs> be like a baby. It won't look like a tube top. It look like a friggin' arm, an <laughs> armlet. Like he'll, <laughs> he'll be cosplaying the Hulk. <laughs> the during. It'll be a headband. <laughs> uh, no, I ain't gotta listen. I just I represent it. <laughs> Von B, give me some final thoughts. To be or not to be. Indeed. Most Magnum. Final thoughts. Check out Behemoth's new album, The Satanist. It is quite the opus. Word. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you guys so much for hanging out. We do appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll probably talk about Justice League War, bring you some more comment reviews. It's Fantastic Forum. Uh, until next week, we're out. Up in the sky, look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com.